Welcome to Pointed Questions. My name is Brent Weinbach. With me is Donnie Devanian. Our guest today is filmmaker Daniel Adams. We will be talking to him about making movies and life behind bars on this episode of Pointed Questions. You are a filmmaker by trade. By trade, yeah, 30 years. 30 years, yeah. yeah. I've been directing movies. And you started making movies for elderly people? Uh, I hope not. What's the scoop on that? (laughs) What are your movies about, usually? Uh, Well, I'm all over the... uh, My first movie uh, was a comedy, uh, um, a satire with Sandra Bullock. uh, Mm -hmm. And... uh, What was that called? uh, A Fool and His Money. Mm -hmm. It was out uh, 19... It was in theaters in 1989. That's how old I am. And you wrote it and directed wrote it? Wrote it and directed it. Yeah. yeah. And did you produce it? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Mailer produced it. Mm-hmm. He's a great producer. Uh, still producing. And actually, I think he directed his first movie, this Alec Baldwin thing he did a, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You casted Sandra Bullock for that? I did. Yeah. She was, that was before she was in, like, two. It was, big, it was right? around the time of Speed. It was pre-Speed. It, it, was a, it was about the same time. Yeah. So... Yeah, but I mean, I've worked with, you know, all kinds of uh, actors since and right. Academy Award winners and so forth. So, How many movies have you made? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, I'm on number seven. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. And how do you get financing to make these movies? Um, most, uh, well, I, a couple of them have been studio financing and a mm-hmm. couple, and the rest have been independent. Um, but when you say independent, I have always had... Uh, um, theatrical releases and I've always had uh, major distributors distributing them but but there's a you know there's just a kind of a trick to it what's know, the tricks or do you not want to say are, uh, they, secret, are they secret tricks a prayer <laughs> uh, <laughs> a certain incantation that I can't really disclose uh-huh. uh, no it's, it's a, <laughs> it's, a uh, it's it's it you know um, I mean, I've been in long enough that you know I'm, I, I sort of established myself as a pretty good director. So, um, so um, it's a lot easier to get talent. So a lot of people think, oh, you got to, you got to sell your script and stuff like that. But uh, it's actually not the case. It, you, attaching talent to it is what att- attaching talent is, is uh, attaching a lead actor is mm-hmm. really the uh, the key to it, and having a good script. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there with crappy scripts. So, you know, and then they complain, no, I can't make, a, can't get a movie made. All the movies that you made, you wrote? Uh, yes, yeah. wrote or co-wrote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the last one I did, uh, which was out in theaters last summer, was called An L.A. Minute with Gabriel Byrne and uh, Kiersey Clemens and Bob Balaban. And I co-wrote that with um, uh, one of the comedy greats, uh, Larry Ratso Sloman. He used to be the... You know, he used to um, edit uh, National Lampoon, and he was, uh, um, you know, just sort of a just kind of a comedy legend. But mm-hmm. uh, in any case, so uh, but I co-wrote that, and I my first one I co-wrote with Mike, who I mentioned earlier, the one with Sandy. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, how do you get a studio to uh, be involved? Um, uh-huh. Well, you um, generally speaking. Um, it, it depends upon the, uh, the, how the distribution is is structured, but generally speaking, you uh, you sell foreign rights um, uh, first, and uh, you always get bank financing. And part of the financing always includes um, P and A money, prints and advertising money. Mm-hmm. So um, so that that P and A uh, is used for the theatrical release. So you do what's called a 
generally what you either do a service deal or you contribute to the P&A and you partner up with a studio or a, or or one of the minor distributors, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, I mean, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, after 30 years of doing it, you just kind of, you just, you just do it, you know. <laughs> you had to pitch things to studios before, right? Uh, not really. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you know, what I, when I've done studio films, it's mostly, uh, an independent distributor that then has an output deal with a studio. Okay. So, um, so I'm sort of removed, a layer removed from that. Uh, so I've never really had to pitch. I just, I just, all I do is I, I, as a director, you know, I attach talent. So what's the process then? You have a script. How many scripts do you have written, by the way, besides the seven that were made into movies? Um, I have a, I have a couple more that, you know, I'll probably do. So you've made almost all the ones that you've written. Well, every single one that I've written that I've set out to do, I've made, uh, with the exception of one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and are you well, still trying to get that puppy made, or no? Why? No. Oh, it's was a it long old? story. Uh, it's well, uh, it was based on a TV show from the '60s uh-huh. um, that I had the rights to, uh-huh. and um, and it's just uh, it it was a western, and it's just it's just not, um, you know, it's just not uh, the, the time basically to do a film like that. So. Wait, how come? Yeah, uh, no one's wants to finance westerns that much you know well so. there's been a lot of westerns out lately um yeah i guess ballad of buster uh, scruggs and well yeah um also uh, hateful eight and hateful eight was great yeah with yeah. a friend of mine uh, bruce dern who's i'd done a couple of my movies but, oh, yeah. oh yeah so uh but um yeah no it's it's I mean, not a lot but there's there's some westerns i guess but, uh yeah, yeah. N- not in a but not like there used to be sure so I mean, not it's not like, like yeah. the 50s and 60s sure, where sure, you know yeah, every yeah. other film was a western but. right would you just love to make it though yes <laughs> <laughs> you'd like to eventually if westerns become back in fashion a little bit yeah i'd love to yeah. and when did you when did you start writing that one? Oh, that i i wrote that like 10 years ago do you so. would you think you would change it now a little or not yeah really? probably I mean, it it was it it had some uh, so what was that had some social significance uh, back then, mm. but uh, I think I'd have to update a little bit, update right. the story. But uh, yeah, so okay, so you write a script and then you say, "All right, what's the next step in trying to get it made? What do you do? Um, and do you write the whole script first before you? Yeah, ask that write step? a script, make sure it's good, um, and then okay, so the next step is you need to find. I have to a, an actor to attach to it. Have attach, yeah, uh, an actor plus you know, a kind of loosely, uh, you know, put together uh, the the financing. Which I, I mean, I just go back to the same people, and the same you know, the, um, you know. Here's the thing. I mean, it, it's just once you have the talent and and you get and the, the talent script. first, and then you get financing based on the talent, right? Um, well, you have to have the time. It, it's sort of, there's a catch twenty two. Um, so you have to um, line up your, you know, for a lack of a better word, a, a business plan. You have to say, um, you know, once I get the talent, uh, you know, the, the cash is coming from here, the bank financing, bank financing is coming from here, we're shooting in this particular area, so, uh, you know, we're going to get uh, tax incentives there or film incentives. And you got to line all that up prior to what? Prior to then making offers to, to an actor. Because, okay. Because the first so, thing an agent is going to say, are you financed? Yeah, and you have to say yes, and you have to be truthful, and and you're and oh, you know, so you have to get financing before you get the actors attached. 
you have to get financing contingent upon upon you getting um, uh, an actor. Right. Okay. So, so so okay. So that's why it's a catch twenty two. You can't right. get the financing without the actor. You can't get the actor right. Without but the, the financier will say, okay, well, if you get that person, we'll do it or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And how how do you okay so and you have to establish where you're going to shoot it as well mm-hmm. first. Yeah, but that's okay. that's pretty simple. That's easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like and I'm doing one in May. It takes place in Panama. We're shooting in the Dominican Republic because you get 25 percent of your your budget from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So, who are these people with the money, and how do you find well, them? It's a bank. If, how do you? It's a bank. Yeah. Oh, it's just you just go to a bank. The bank is financing it. Yeah. So yeah. you go to any bank, Chase Bank. Well, you have the, the some banks have 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 um, uh, they have uh, divisions that that finance movies. I mean, you uh-huh. can't you can't just walk into uh, you know <laughs> which, a branch and say which Can I have banks a loan? do this? Uh, like City National, Pacific Mercantile, um, and there are some indies like uh, Genius, and you know you go in there and you say, oh, well, well, first you 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 get an actor, you. Then you get um, a, distribu- a distribution deal with a, with a foreign sales rep. Well, what's for, a good example for, for like, of an actor that could like sell it? Uh, Tom Cruise. I mean. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, like a, a well, huge I mean, charger. I thought you couldn't get no, the actor no. unless you have the financing, though. Well, okay. <laughs> well, the way to get the financing is you have to get, have a distribution contract. So you go to a... So you go to a um, I mean, I just I just know everybody. It's been around. Say you so don't long. know anybody. What do you do? Well, you're screwed. So. No, but I mean, what do you what do you you have to start somewhere? Like, how do you? Uh, my first movie was done the wrong way, but I just ha- I just happened to have lucked out in that my lead actress became one of the biggest stars in the world. I look like a genius, even though I'm a schmuck. So, all of a sudden, people were like, "Oh, he kind of knows what he's doing." And, I, and then after that, it was just I don't know. Well, I, how did you get financing for the first movie? That was in, just independent. Like you know, um, I'd ask someone like you. You know, can you loan me some money? Oh, really? Just ask people, can you owe me Yeah, but it was a big mistake. What was the budget on the movie? It was like a million bucks. Uh Uh-huh. So So you uh, somehow just asked a bunch of people, got a million dollars. Mostly family. Uh-huh. Got a million dollars and shot this movie with Sandra Bullock. I just lucked out. And and because she became a big star, that made it easier for you to be able to make more movies. Uh, Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh How'd you cast her? Um... She was a waitress at a uh, at an Italian restaurant called Canastelles wow. in uh, in New York, and she had just done um, a, a couple of small films, and uh, I was uh, sort of my mentor was uh, Norman Mailer, you know mm-hmm. the, the, the writer. Is he related to Mike Michael Mailer? He's uh, he, uh, Michael was Mike Michael's is Michael uh, father. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So Michael and I sort of we teamed up and we uh we did our uh, our first movie together but so okay so west rot uh, you know she was our waitress and we were you know sort of talking her up and uh and you know in, in this was in new york and every every uh probably same thing here every uh, restaurant you know all the uh waiters and wait staff are basically actors right uh, or comedians probably and uh so um Okay, so she, we 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 chatted. She we asked her to call the uh, our casting director, and uh, she got called back because she was really good. And then I eventually cast her in the female lead. Of Did the you film. go to her initial read for it? 
No, no, no. I, I had uh, she. She got called back a couple times, and then really, and then um, she was just good. So you know, what did you see in her when she was just serving? You know, or when she was just waiting on your table? Well, uh, Michael wanted to date her. So oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Ended up dating her for like a couple of years. But uh, so <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But well, he did actually. But uh-huh. that's that's you know, that's superfluous. But uh, he, uh, um, yeah, they they were they were a couple for a while. But no, I. Um, no, you just, just saw not, some charisma in just, the way she was in, interacting and stuff. Yeah, and or? she was persistent, and you know, just was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sort of a way of putting huh. someone off, just saying, yeah, yeah, okay, come in. And see, her. we just happened to be casting like that week, so. So just, okay, so you got lucky with Sandra Bullock, and then oh, that yeah. made it so it was easier for you to know people who had money to finance feature films. Is that what happened? Um, well, no. Like the next one. Um, was called Primary Motive, uh, and that was a studio film. And it was, I got that deal through another company because um, they had a, they had an output deal with Fox. So um, so we uh, and you know, but again, I had to I had a script and we I cast the lead um, at the time. He was a very bankable actor, um, uh, a guy named Judd Nelson. Uh, yeah, Judd sure. and, and Justine Bateman was in it, and. Sure. Uh, uh, Sally Kirkland, Richard ties, Jordan, you know, yeah, Breakfast exactly. oh, Club. Yeah. So you know your television history because and movie history, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that was a, uh, so that was a, a pretty big film. It was a studio film, and and uh, it did pretty well. And that film, that film did well. Uh, and then I I did another an independent film, a boxing film that I wanted to do. And then I did a um, what the heck did I do after that? Oh, uh, then I did then um, the, the, your question about doing movies for old people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I just had heard That's something. Probably I a heard... joke in in you know Jake's bailiwick, you know uh-huh. my son Jake, yeah. and uh, so, um, but no, I, I did a movie that with with older actors, and so, <laughs> uh, and in fact, I did two of them in a row. One 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 with Richard Dreyfus and Blythe Danner um, called The Light Keepers, and the one before that um, with David Carradine and Bruce Dern and and. Um, uh, Rip Torn and Charles Durning and Mariel Hemingway and they, they that was so that was uh, so there was a there's a joke in my family because there was a critic that basically said uh, uh, Dan Adams uh, fans get to the movie theater in walkers you know so okay. so it, it became a family joke so and I think I think yeah. probably oh. Jake worked it into his routine <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no I don't do movies for old people in okay fact, <laughs> in fact all the people that went to see like the light keepers if they went to see LA minute last summer they probably would have a heart attack because mm-hmm. it's, it's very much for kids right right, right. and uh, and I'm doing an action film now which is not so not for the faint of heart it, so. let me ask you this then say someone has never made a movie before and they have a script mm-hmm. and they want to make it what do they do? How do they make it? Well, it depends. Do they want to direct it? Sure. Or not? Say they do. Well, I mean, if, have they directed something before? Sure. They say they've done short films. Um, are they good short films or are they sure, bad short say, films? Sure. Say, say they are. Say they are. <laughs> Let's say they're good. They're pretty decent. Well, you know, you, you have, I mean, the most important thing is attaching a bankable actor. Okay, so you got to see if you can get an actor to tentatively agree to being in it or yeah. something. Yeah. To star in it, or they can they be? No, you have to star in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and um, yeah, and then and then you have something of value, because then you go to a to a foreign distribution company, and they give you sales estimates, and those sales estimates are what the bank uses as collateral. Okay. So the next step is you go to a foreign distributor. Yes. How do you find those? What's that look like? 
Yeah. And where is that? Uh, well, is there are a, phone call a whole or? bunch of them. Yeah. Where are I mean, they? Is it a you can go, office? You, you can call directly or you can... You can what are their names? A, use a producer's... Re- well, I mean, there are like 50 of them. Okay. What's the, what, are, what are some of the good ones to go to? What are the easy ones? Uh, well, none of them are easy, but I mean... I, <laughs> What do you even say? Well, I, mean, I just you, I, you, see you, nowadays you say, that, that I mean, talk, I have to go back thirty years because I, I mean, right now I, I know everybody, so it's right. Like, so you uh, wouldn't know what, what people do now, I guess. If but well, no, they do the same thing. If they do, they send an email them. at first and say, "Hey, I have this script." And no, I got this guy. No, just make no. a phone call. Head call the uh, the uh, head of acquisitions, um, <laughs> you know, and just say. Um, you know, hey. Um, hey, my name is yes. this. I've got this script. I got this guy attached to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, they, all they care it. about is who you get attached. Yeah. And then they, and then okay, what's the genre? Yeah. And they go, okay, I can sell that. So you just get it, or a, I can't sell. Okay. That. Okay. Yeah. And then if they say they can, they'll say, all right, look, we'll put up this much money. No, no. they they just say, okay, well, we'll give you a contract um, if they like it. Mm-hmm. With that actor and this genre, it's worth X amount of dollars. Oh, okay. And then they give you a contract, a sales contract. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the sales contract, you have sales estimates. And they have a high and a low, a, a, um, an ask and a take. And those takes, whatever they add up to, like, for example, Spain is worth $100,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, France, $250,000. And all those numbers add up to a bottom line, which is what the film is worth in all the foreign markets. Okay. So then you take that contract and you go to a bank mm-hmm. and the bank says, okay, we'll, we will give you 70%, 60% loan to value, maybe higher if, if the sales agent can make a few pre-sales to, to prove that these numbers work. But generally speaking, um, you want to pick a sales agent that is viable, that, that this bank has, you know, uh, has loaned. Uh, you want to go to a, f- uh, before, a distributor that's is established to some degree. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, so then you basically you take that and you take uh, um, you take you take that money plus you take you can also finance ahead of time the let's say you shoot like for example this next film we're doing shooting in the in, in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. we know that because we're going to have a certain budget that it's going to g- generate so many tax credits and uh, so we then. Um, uh, so then, we 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 then are able to finance those tax credits as well. So foreign sales tax credits, and sometimes the bank will acquire some cash, which means you need to raise a few bucks privately. But for example, if they but 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 it's collateralized, or you can do you can go to another uh, specialty finance company that's called the that where they provide what's called super gap because the 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 gap is a term meaning that's the the amount of money that they're lending that on on unsold territories. Mm. So then the super gap is for example if your the bank gives you sixty percent loan to value on those you want someone that gives you you have to raise the other forty forty yeah or although you don't want to go to the max so maybe like another thirty percent okay. So sometimes there are companies that do super gap. So you go, so you get that, and then what are the companies that do super gap? They're they're m- smaller finance companies. Uh-huh. Uh, How do you find them? them. Uh, I mean, there there are a ton of them. I, you know, is there uh, a, a sort of a, a directory for these companies? Somewhere? Well, I mean, you can, you can buy a pass to American Film Market, you know, and and walk around and and see who's doing what, and they're usually their finance companies there and banks and so forth, and they all have their little. Do you think it's and, very hard to make movies? Yeah, it's one of the hardest things in the in the world to do. You know, so. uh-huh. 
And to, to like get them made or to like make them? Oh, to get them I'm made. Talking well, about well, getting, I'm talking about getting them well, made. But obviously making them is going to be hard work too, but getting them made yeah, is hard well, too. Get, right? Making a good one is hard. Mm-hmm. Making an easy one. Making a bad one is not so hard. Do you feel you've yeah. ever made a bad movie? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> but it's weird. Though I think my worst movie uh, did the best at the, the box office, so who knows? Oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, Primary Motive. And do you... Primary Motive, it's called? Yeah, yeah. The one well, with Judd Nelson. Okay, and years, just years Justine Bateman. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think it's bad? I just look at it and I cringe. I don't know. Well, well, I, mean, I, I can't watch my old movies. That's It's weird. I can't even watch the one I did last Do you ever time. like try to, at home at night, just kind of re-edit them a little bit or no? To make them well, like... Well, but for whom? I mean... For just yourself. for you. No, because I'm always just on to the next one. Right, right? that's so, good. You know, you just can't like, keep moving. That's ancient history, you know. Those are just like brain cells somewhere in my... You know, that I hope die off at some point. Yeah, yeah. So... And uh, what's the biggest budget you've ever worked with? Uh, well, I'm doing one now for with uh, twelve million dollars. So, huh. um, That's the one in May. Well, I, it's relative because like primary motive was eight, but 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 that was twenty years ago. Yeah. So that relatively, that's like twenty million right now. Right, right. So and the smallest budget you ever worked with, I imagine, was your first. The first one, a million bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And back then, that was probably now. I mean, that's was probably a five million dollar movie now. Mm-hmm. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. And. Um, who do you have attached to this new one? Uh, we're we're just negotiating right now. How so do you know it's going to be twelve million dollars? Because um, we uh, that's what I need to make this. That's what I'd like to make this film. So because there's special effects and stuff. Yeah, I mean we sort of back into the number. And yeah, there are a couple chase scenes and. Who comes uh, up with the budget? Um, well, uh, our, the producer, I, mm-hmm. I have a great producer. His name is Hank Blumenthal. He's been, he's produced a couple of, uh, my movies in the past. Is that the true starting point? You find a good producer to work with? Um, and then, then you start going to these meetings and things or start talking to these. No, no. Cause you just, you basically, you kind of have a ballpark of what you want mm-hmm. and then you, you, you sit with your, you know, sales rep, you have this foreign sales rep and you say, okay, given this budget, you know. Uh, and given the fact that we're going to get, you know, a quarter of it from uh, tax credits and now what's the net, who who will warrant that kind of budget? Because those are the numbers we need. So then you they say, OK, well, here's a and, and you provide them with a list of actors that you think would do a good job uh, in that role. And then they they go, you know, no, 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 you know, yes, yes, no. Like you based know. on the numbers, you mean? based on the numbers. Yeah. And do so you, the, and so they give and so you you pare down that list. And then, and I usually make that list with my casting director, and I, I've been re- really fortunate. Um, I have one of the best ca- casting directors in Hollywood, uh, Sheila Jaffe, and I've been working with for you know since I started thirty years ago. So um, she's wonderful, and so she's uh, so she, you know so we we go through lists, and uh, and um, there's a a, a guy uh, Brian Riley who um, uh, I'm working with in her office is amazing, and. Uh, uh, who's I've been working with on this on this latest film? Have you ever been so, a producer on a movie? Yeah, but I got into trouble. So. Why? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, I famously, um, I I had some legal trouble. So, uh, uh, in what regard? Um, and what was the? Movie? I had I had other producers. Uh, you, was this a movie you wrote? Yeah, uh-huh. wrote and directed. Yeah, okay, you wrote and directed, and you were also producing. It. I was one of the producers. Yeah, and I'll never do that again so. because you got into trouble. Yeah, we had it. We had a, um, we had uh, we had some producers that that were financing the tax credits, and they wanted to uh, 
what they called inflate the tax credits, make, make them bigger What's, than they actually were. We we submitted a budget that was larger than than we actually spent, and to get more tax credits, and so they made more money, and um, we got into trouble, and uh, you know some legal trouble, and so on. So it was like a lot more money. Not a huge amount. Well, so I, I'm sorry. I don't quite understand how that works. Okay, so some people were financing the tax credits. Mm-hmm. Don't you get the tax credits from the state that you shoot in or yeah. whatever? Yeah, but you, have, you submit a budget at the end of it, uh, or you submit the the accounting at the end. Oh, I see. And, and so you mean when you, you submitted a higher budget than it actually was spent so that the state would pay more, more than they were supposed to. Yeah, they don't, well, they don't pay anything. They just issue a tax credit. Oh, the tax credit. And then you okay. go and sell the tax credit. So these you guys want to- sell wanted, the tax credit? Yeah, you sell it to like um, Bank of America because they like, you sell it like for 90 cents on the dollar. Because, for example, uh, let's say you, let's say, um, you owed a million dollars in taxes in a, in a particular state. And uh, if someone said to you, hey, you know, how would you like to pay- Nine hundred thousand instead of a million. And you go, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, get, here's a here's a tax credit for a million dollars. Give us nine hundred thousand. We go and you go, okay. So so that's that's so you sell the tax credits. And that's what happened here. At what point did you guys? Get? Well, that's what happens with every tax credit. It's just that we we got issued higher tax credits than we actually uh, really uh, should have. Should and why have did that happen? And how did that happen? Because uh, uh, we submitted expenses that were higher. Um, and so, uh, and then like, you know, I, I went in and, uh, you know, my lawyer said, you're an idiot for doing this, but I went in and I just confessed everything. <laughs> why did you dis- decide to do that? I was feeling guilty. So. No, no, no. Why did you decide to do it in the first place? The guys came to me and they said, the only way we're going to finance your tax credits is if you, um, is if you, you know, goose them a little bit because it's not worth it to us otherwise. Uh, huh. who said this? Guys that, uh, um, you know, um, luckily now we're out of business. So, oh, so no, working. Uh, hold on a second. I don't want to cast a spur. Oh, you don't need names. No, no yeah, but yeah. what did they do exactly? Who were they? they were the finance company that, that they were the financed, fi- they financed the yeah. film. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to save money themselves or make they're money. They're trying to make, make more money, money, make more yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so they did some uh, not yeah, by they, the they, book, they, not they, by the book kind of stuff. Not by the book kind of stuff and I uh, I said okay. Okay, right. And so, you know, uh, I'm, well, I guess just as... So then you as, got guilty about it. You confessed to all of it. Yeah. At what point is this, was the movie already out at this point? Yeah, the movie it? was already out. So. The movie was out. Are you allowed to say oh. what movie it was? The Light Keepers, yeah. Was, oh, The Light Keepers. Yeah, yeah. And who was in that? Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus, right. Life Danner. Okay. Mamie Gummer, who's, you know, uh, Meryl Streep's daughter. And, oh, okay. and, uh, uh, Tim, What um, year was this? Tom Wisdom. Uh, oh, and Bruce Stern was in that. Oh, too. Bruce Stern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he, I've uh, done a couple of movies with Bruce. The year was. Uh, this is. Oh, when did that movie come out? 2011, I think. 2011. Yeah. So what happened? You got in trouble, and did all the blame fall on you, or did other people get? Yeah, the, the guys too? that the guys that designed the whole thing, um, they were um, uh, they they decided to. Um, Basically, they I, I went and confessed, and then they said, "Oh my gosh, we never that that's amazing. We we have no idea. We had no idea that Dan did that uh-huh. sort of thing." And they they lawyered up, and and then they got immunity, uh, really? and which is ironic because they're the ones that profited from from what happened, and I I didn't. But did they end up having to pay the money back or something? I like did. That? You did. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Because I was an idiot. So, were you yeah. standing to gain some money too? No. 
No, you I were made, just trying to get the movie made. I just wanted to get my movie. Oh. Made. No, and that's the ironic. I mean, if you look at all the the press that was generated, I mean, the the reporters just didn't just missed it because they didn't read the they didn't read the complaint, they didn't read uh, the 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 testimony, the uh, all the grand jury stuff was insane. No, when this no, ha- no, they were just lazy. They just you know. When this happened, did you feel that it was really unfair to you? Or, I, and did you? I mean, yes you obviously and, felt yes some no. responsibility because you agreed to do this in I the agreed first to, place. I agreed but, to do it. I wanted to get my movie made. Right, but at the same time, you felt like these other guys were just as guilty and they got off absolutely and they made money too they're the ones that made the money and yeah. profited from it yeah. and right. do, do you think the movie would have would have gotten made if yeah if i just been, if i just been more patient yeah yeah and found other people to to finance the the credits right so you just were not as patient and you I just, these guys I, were ready to make look, this deal if you did that i yeah. saw an opportunity i wanted to get my movie made you know yeah. i had the actors i just wanted to go right you know so what were the <laughs> repercussions what ended up happening you had to pay it all back what else uh paid all back and i uh, did a little jail time so what was that like uh, i mean it well, was how much time we're yeah how much time yeah. Tw- 21 months 21 months 21 months that's almost two years yeah and Wait, was yeah, it supposed yeah. to be longer or that was uh, you know i was i was uh, um, got time off for good good behavior, behavior sure yeah, yeah. now when you got sentenced i mean was that hard for you to even believe because it's it's not like you were working in any kind of life of crime prior to this no i was a filmmaker yeah i was so, still a filmmaker so. right i mean how did you take that in when you realized that you were gonna have to do time because of this um it was shocking I mean, I you know I don't know. I mean, Wait, well, I'm stating the obvious. Wh- Sorry. Yeah. When you when but you I mean, confessed, what I did were was, you thinking you were going to get in trouble, or you're like, no, oh, I, I I went into the Department of Revenue and I said, look, you know, this is what happened, and it wasn't for another 18 months that that there was an indictment because they said, oh, okay, and I was like, okay, so let's just straighten this out, let's pay back the money, you know, let's just right. whatever, and I'm sure the guys that you know, were the, the producers that they, you know, they'll go along with this and let's just make a deal. And the Department of Revenue said, okay, well, thank you very much for coming in and and, and telling us the story. Uh, and uh, and then nothing. I didn't hear anything for months and months. And apparently they had referred it to the Attorney General in um, Massachusetts because that's where we shot the movie. And uh, the Attorney General was running for governor at the time and uh, I was her biggest headline Wow. That year. So, so they had to make an you, example you put, of you or something. Yeah. Or and something. What, so what they did was they, they, they gave immunity to the guys that actually yeah. did it. And it's interesting because if you actually, if, if a reporter actually um, read their testimony to the grand jury, there's a, there's, you, you'll see that the, well, one of the grand jurors, you know, was going through the statements, uh, you know, and going through the expenses on the movie. And they were asking one of the, the the guy that was actually profited from from this, saying, "Hey, I don't understand. It lo- it says in here they rented your house for a hundred thousand dollars. You know, what did, how did, why did you rent your house for a hundred thousand dollars?" And and he said, um, "Oh, I think some crew stayed there." <laughs> Which you know you're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars when you can get you know right. uh, you know seventy five dollar a night hotel rooms. So uh, so these, they said, okay, well, then um, what did, uh, you know, who stayed there? And he was like, well, I don't know. And then the attorney general um, said, well, this is not irrelevant. Let's move on. And they, and they kept asking questions of like, he said you, they, they leased your boat for $50,000. But it was a period piece in 19, 
12, you know, why did you need a, a modern plastic runabout, you know? <laughs> they said, well, I don't know. They must have used it for a chase boat or something. I mean, it's just crazy hmm. stuff. And then they kept, and then the attorney general kept saying, no, let's move on, let's move on. Because what was happening was they were, he was, he was instructing our accountants on how to inflate the, the, the budget. And what happened was, you know, checks would go to him and then be, and be, um, and then be kicked back. So, I mean, to, to the, so that we could actually still use the cash for the- During the this trial, did so There you, was no trial, I just, I just pled out. Okay, so yeah. during so, this process, did you think you were gonna get jail time? No. Right, no. you just, and then- I just thought, okay, I'll you, pay it back. When did you find out that that was gonna happen? You know, when, when, they, when the judge said, uh, you know, we're gonna hold you. So they brought you back in, and the attorney general said, uh, "You know, we, you know, we want jail time." So. And when you first heard that, well, where did you hear that exactly? Um, Where'd you get that? Well, news? I heard it. I heard it prior to the hearing because my attorney was like, you know, dealing with yeah. the state and saying, "Yeah, they want they want to actually, you know, make an example of you." So. Well, and what did you, you tell them? What did you tell no. your lawyer? Did you say, "Well, tell them I'm not doing." Please don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not going. I'd I'd tell them not I'm not going to go. I'm training. staying home. I'll pay them the money. Yeah, well, it, and more. Yeah. I'll, pay fair, fine. I'll pay the fine. Well, easier said fair. than done. I'll pay the hundred dollar fine. <laughs> Dude, did you, did call you think Bruce Stern? Now, did you? Yeah, did you? Oh, did you call Bruce? Uh, no, Richard? but actually, uh, um, um, Blythe and Richard uh, wrote some really nice letters for me. Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Saying. Saying, this guy you know, does not deserve to go to yeah, prison. Yeah, he's, he's was just the filmmaker. Come on. Yeah. Now, because it was a nonviolent crime, did you go to a, a minimum security prison, and it was a sort of eventually, I but mean, it's but it's not the it's not the process. They first assess you. They put you in maximum because you to see if like you're violent or whatever, and they. But can they see that this is your history and that you don't have any kind of history of violence or any kind of? Yeah, but you history? have to do ninety days where they assess you. So you had to be for three months. You had to be in a maximum security prison. Yeah. With killers and stuff. Yeah, a lot of murderers. Yeah. What now? Okay, when you first heard you had to serve time. Where were you first of all? Oh, I was in Boston because they were, you know. That, At home? Uh, well, I mean, well, actually, no, I was, I was, I was out here because, uh, you know, I was living out here. But When you first heard about it, did you think, okay, well, if I am going to serve time, it's going to be in a, you know, decent facility where I'm not going to, I'm not going to be in with a bunch of, you know, really hard criminals? Um, well, I didn't, I, I, I w was hearing ahead of time that this is the process that, that you, you were going to have to go to a maximum security yeah, prison first. Yeah, yeah, were yeah, you panicked? What were you thinking? Were you yourself? scared? Um, yeah, definitely. Were, yeah. You, were you just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Yep. Were you thinking about leaving town? No, no. Cause you, know, you were, you accepted a lot, a lot worse. Trouble. Yeah. yeah. And your family must've been in shock. Sad and yeah, because I was I was living here, uh, you know, uh, at a house in Bel Air, and and I was, uh, uh, I said uh, the, the the attorney general wanted um, to interview me, and uh, so I said, well, you know, I'm 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 going to uh, I'm going to be on the red eye, and tomorrow to my my uh, family, I said I'm going to be on the red eye, and uh, I'm going to go and do this meeting, and then I'll be back the following night, and we'll all have dinner. You know, pick me at the airport and we'll go have dinner. And uh, so I flew to Boston, um, went to the meeting. By the end of the meeting, I was in handcuffs. So the guy said he wanted to meet you. Yeah. And 
it was actually an arrest. Um, well, it was supposed to be an interview, uh, you know, to give them some information. Um, you know, they want had a bunch of questions. But, yeah, at the end. And uh, the guy, the, the state trooper who was taking, you know, was handcuffing me and then brought me to the, uh, uh, to the you know, holding area, um, said, oh, yeah, no, they, they had the uh, press release already written before you even got there that they were, that they were arresting you. Mm. So. Was he pretty sympathetic to you? You know, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, uh, they handcuffed your hands behind nice your back? Guy. What did they say? So you had yeah. dinner with the guy. Which? No. The, the attorney general guy? No, no, uh, no, 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 no. We were just, we were just, um, it was a woman actually. Uh, we, 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 um, no, we were just going to have um, an interview. It okay, was, it where? Was in the, it was in their office, in the attorney general's okay. office. Okay, and then at the end of the interview, she says to you, yeah, there was a state trooper there. They sent him them in, and they said, "We're we're arresting you, and you're being indicted. We're going to go to the grand jury and indict you on Monday." It was a Thursday. You obviously were saddened by this, right? I mean, did you? Yeah. And scared? Did you cry at all, or did you? I mean, did you break down or uh, whatever? Uh, did you freak out? Yeah. Um, did you get really angry at you know those other guys? Or kind of? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did get angry mm-hmm. at the other guys, but you know, you, I mean, it's been years now, so I, mm-hmm. I, I, I I've, did you, know, you cry through the anger? I don't remember crying. I mean, I, I should have, but um, no. I, I think, uh, um, you, you know, I, I think it's. I think it was all. I could, uh, mostly, what I can remember is it was just a state of shock. Right. So couldn't believe this. It was just surreal. It, it was happening. surreal experience that you were even being handcuffed. Sure. Right? Yeah. And yeah. behind your back. Behind my back. Yeah. That yeah. is. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's how they do it. You went into a holding cell first. Yeah, the state. Uh, state trooper barracks. Who was in that holding cell? Well, just me. It was just you, okay. Yeah. And then when you got taken to this maximum security prison at first, did you have to go on a bus first? Well, before you go to trial, you first are held at county, which is uh, That's in a jail. Boston. Yeah, it was, the, it was the county jail. And because I was a high-profile um, case, because it was all over the news and, and so forth, um, uh, I, um, uh, they, they put you in, the, there's a unit where they have high profile cases and all the murder cases. So I was, I was in a unit wh- at, in County with all the, all the, basically all the murderers and, um, and the high profile people. So this is in the jail. This is the County jail. At and the, how you, long you're, in, you in you're in County, uh, until you, until you're, while you're awaiting trial. Yeah. And then once you're sentenced, then you go. Uh, to, to the, the prison. state, to the regular prison, yeah. So in this county jail, how many people were in there with you? Well, in the unit, probably 50 or 60 people. Well, I guess you have a cell, right? No? Yeah. And you, how, you, you have a cellmate? Uh, at first you do, but then I eventually got something, uh, you know, uh, I got, you know, a single cell. Be- so. Because how come? Yeah, just seniority. <laughs> oh, really? And, and you were in the cell with this guy for how long? How old was the guy in the cell with you? Uh, he was a young kid. Like 20-something? Like yeah. He had killed somebody, manslaughter or whatever. <laughs> and did you guys were you like, scared talk? Yeah, what? did you talk? Uh, sure. Yeah. Hey, Would you talk about him? He was okay. He was a nice guy. He was nice to you? Yeah. Yeah. And in the jail, the county jail, you had to wear one of those orange outfits? Or was that for the Orange, next? Orange is federal. Um, okay, So yeah. this was... Uh, Gray. This is the black and white stripes. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> this was it was gray. Okay, it said DOC or something on the back. Uh-huh. Or and did, did you, you remember that guy's name or no? You don't have to no, say. No, no, okay. no. 
And uh, so he was nice to you, and you guys got along fine. And in the, in the, yeah. how long did you, were you in the cell together? For a few weeks, and then I got a single. They said, oh, well, he's... Well, you know, well, he's well, not one of these young kind of guys. He's, you know, we'll put him in his it's, own It's stuff. weird how things work. Um, uh, there was this guy who was a, a, you know, a mafia, you know, mob guy in that, uh, and in there. And he, um, you know, the, the, I think the first night I was, the second, no, second night I was there, he knocked on my cell and he was and he's like hey you know um you know do you need anything I'm like wait a second wait a second he was an inmate an inmate yeah how was he able to come over to your cell and knock on it um he <laughs> kind of you know uh, <laughs> was friendly with the guards really and, yeah so I mean, it's, <laughs> a, it's a it's a <laughs> hold on a second so, he, <laughs> so they, it's kind of loose there so huh? classic well it's not loose it's just that it's like a movie it kind of is. So he yeah. th- he was friendly with the guards so they let him go talk to you like he would hook yeah. him up with stuff like or whatever. Yeah, like how old was that guy? He was um, he was in his late forties, I think. Or 50. and so he recognized that you were maybe in the same age well, every, every, range a little bit. No, no, or? he just he just knew that. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, there 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 are TVs in the in the unit, so I mean, they're watching the news and they see me on the news. All of a sudden, I'm oh, so they up, would yeah. see they knew. Yeah. So everyone it was knew a very high Everyone knew your what you were about. Absolutely, yeah. And Who didn't knows. but because you were you didn't murder anybody. It was just. It was some tax thing. Did they kind of think, oh, this guy's, I mean, this guy's soft, you know, or something like that, you know? Uh, some people probably did. But what happened was right there, the, this mob guy um, basically said, you know, listen, I'll take care of you here. And, you know, and he told everybody, you know, he's with us, you know, uh, so don't touch him. And this guy's an Italian guy? Yeah. And, and did yeah. you kind of, were you like sweet or were you like, eh, I don't know if well, I trust I mean, this Well, I mean, I don't think anything was sweet back then. <laughs> but that guy right. was, pr- I but mean. Did you trust him? Well, wait, wait. When that guy came up to you and started talking to the cell, was your bunkmate kind of sitting there listening or what? I mean, Yeah, he, yeah. What was he thinking? Hey, that's not fair. I'm. How about me? Or what like, did he oh think? Oh my God, how no, lucky no, because, you? Yeah. That, I've been trying to get his attention for ages. You know, un- unfortunately. Nobody was in there for that long because it was the holding. I, right, it, right. I mean, look. Prison's a horrible place. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. For sure. And uh, it, it just... it. This it, is all in the county jail, though. This is county. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what happened was um, he was... I, and I have no idea how this happened, but like when I eventually moved to the maximum mm-hmm. the first 90 days after I was sentenced, um, a guy came up to me and said, hey, you know, you're, you're a friend of Frank's. No and I'm kidding. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like... The guy's name is like, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, well, the guy in county. Last, yeah, yeah. Can you say his last name? Yeah. No, 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 don't no, even, no, no, don't even. No, but yeah. Frank just sounds very kind of mafia classic. in a way. Yeah, well, his name, yeah. name was Frank. Yeah, and <laughs> so, so he, the guy came up and said, "Yeah, you're a friend of Frank's, and we hear you're, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna sit with us at when for meals, and you know, we're gonna." But the thing is, all these, all these mob guys, they all have stories that they think should be movies. So I think that's why. That's how I was thinking. Oh. So I, I got, I got. I had pitch meetings in prison. No kidding. <laughs> no way. Did you hear any? Hold on. Did you hear? Did you hear any stories that you think? I think that could be a movie. No. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't say that to them. Right. Right. I would right. say, oh man, that's fascinating. Aren't wow, that's you afraid cool. they might listen to this? No, because what you know? I mean, look, half of it was them just trying to kill time. Do you, know, you feel really, any kind of uh, loyalty or something to the, the Italian mafia now because they kind of helped you and? Uh, or do you feel any? Do you feel like you need to repay them in any kind of way, or you're in debt to them at all? No, or? no, not uh-huh. at all. I mean, they're just they're just 
you know, they, they were just guys that there that were just, you know, they happened to be, some of them were made, some of them were not, but they were all m- mobbed up in one way or another. Yeah. And they just sort of, they protected me and I was sort of their entertainment. You know, they had asking you, questions, you know. Did like, you say on the second day of county is when the, uh, the yeah, mafia the guy came up to you? Yeah, yeah. Wow, and what did the kid think that was in the cell with you? Was he saying? He was like, like I, I was like, who's that? And the guy was like, oh, that's that's Frank, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and yeah, he kind of, uh, you know, he kind of gets things done around here. So, you know, it's, it's good that he, you know. Did you make friends with your cellmate enough to kind of get him in on the action a little bit? A no, no, because he wasn't. Look, I, I was, I, the, the mob guys liked me because I was, you know, I was a high profile case. And, you know, I'm, you know, they, they saw on the news, you know, I was a Hollywood quote unquote film director. Yeah. So, um, so they, you know, they just wanted to hang, you know. Right. And they all had s- stories, you know. Right. Um, Did the non-mafia guys feel that way about you? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but there, there were some guys that resented me, um, you know. And, and thought you and were just, this and, is, and, and, he's not a real criminal. Like, we're actually doing And he doesn't yeah, deserve one... to talk to Frank right now. Huh? And he huh? doesn't. He doesn't yeah. deserve to get oh, to right. hang with Frank. Oh, already. did some of the mafia like, they're jealous of that some early, of the mafia, quick Yeah, did some of the mafia guys, no. were they kind of upset with you a little no, bit? No. All no, the mafia no. guys had your back. Yeah, they yeah. all had my back and they all had stories they wanted to but make. But the other movies. guys that were yeah. not mafia, they were kind of pissed off at you and how did they express No, that? no, they weren't. They or were, they, but because they, they were like, oh, he's with them, you know, oh, so he we must got, be cool. And right. how many days were you in this jail? 30 days. I mean, 90 days. 30. 90. No, the, 90, no, 90, right? That's Wait, which one? No, the, the jail, first one. County jail. First one, county was like three months and then the max was three months. And then I went to minimum because they immediately classified me that I was, you know, not violent and trustworthy. So they, I went to the, uh, I went to most of, most of the time I spent, um, uh, at, uh, minimum. And then, and then eventually the last, uh, six months was, um, it was at uh, work release where I got to leave and go and. Uh, oh, you'd uh, stay there, but then you check in and stay. Yeah, you stay go, there, but then you come out and you can do. Yeah, I go and then, go and work and then come back. Wow. So, okay. Now, so. still in county, you. What did you do on a daily basis there? And it was it the same as the other as being in prison or what? Um, and actually, how different was it in jail as opposed to prison? Um. Well. Uh, it, I mean, there, there are levels. You didn't have a rough time in the county jail. Well, it wasn't fun. I mean, of course it wasn't fun, but relative to, you were kind of protected by these, the mafia there. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't as rough as it could have been. No, no. In fact, I, I saw uh, there was one guy that got killed while we were in in the unit. Yeah. In a fight? Well, he, he came onto the unit and there was a bunch of guys, uh, that just didn't like the way he looked. Really? So didn't like the way he looked. Didn't like the way he looked. What did he look like? He was just tall and kind of, kind of looked like you, actually. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, he he was he was uh, I don't know. He was I don't even remember. He was just there for a, a two days. Two days. Two he, days. Oh, he was only supposed to and, be there for two days, or no? yeah. And what happened? He was only supposed to be there for two days. No, he, no, was, he was supposed to be, to be there, there waiting trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the guys, um, there were a bunch of guys. That they, a lot of the drug dealers. Um, didn't like him. I think they might have thought um, that um, you know he he you know had a had a sexual preference that they didn't uh, agree uh-huh. with. So um, so they uh, they decided they didn't like him, 
And Which guys were those? What affiliation were they? Well, oh, it was drug dealers. They were drug they dealers. Were, they were drug dealers. But did they? Um, who were they affiliated with? Uh, unfortunately, and I, I hate to say it because it's just just horrible. But but um, uh, uh, bigotry is alive and well in the prison. Well, system. there's a lot of yeah, and grouping so up of there's that a that people kind of thing, right? people yeah. of different ethnicities grouped together. Yeah, and um, so uh, and, and that's that. It's unfortunate. And I, in sure. fact, I tried to. Um, I, I tried to integrate while I was there. Yeah, but that's you know uh, in, in the in the jail or in the prison. Not there, not in county, but, but in, eventually in, when I was at the minimum. At the minimum, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the minimum, is it true that maybe the the grouping up of ethnicities isn't as prominent in minimum? Uh, no, it still is. Oh, it is. Okay. Like there's 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 um, there's a Spanish table. At yeah, dinner, at dinner. You know, at the, the in the mess hall. Spanish table, there's an African-American table, there's, you know, an Italian table, there's an Irish table, there's, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, in, uh, you know, I... I but bu- you would sit at the different tables. At, I would at sit at the, the different tables. I'd, I'd, at minimum guy, only, though. I had a really good, close friend who's, you know, there who was African-American. I used to sit with him. And, and yeah. my, the guys, I was, you know, the mob guys were like, hey, you know, you shouldn't sit there. And I'm like, you know, I was like, fuck you. You know, but um, they're not going to do anything to. to but, but also, because it was a minimum security prison, you also felt a little bit safer there. That these the people in there are going to not be. They're not as reckless, or yeah, because be if they screw up, cards, yeah. uh, and they do screw up, yeah. But um, if they screw up overtly, uh, they they immediately get moved to higher security. So right. they didn't, they didn't want that. They, Is there something in between maximum and minimum? Yeah, yeah, medium, medium security. Yeah, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And um, so three months was relatively calm for you at the county prison or county jail that is yeah except and for that guy getting killed they're, they're, except for the guy when yeah. the guy got killed did were you, you think, in the room yeah, well, well, you well, see it a, well you see there are these tiers where you have you know all the cells and then there's this big rotunda sort of thing at the bottom where you where all the tables are where you have dinner and you go and you there where you have rec time and so forth and what happened was like seven guys started beating up on this one guy and they just, 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 just the guy who got killed. Yeah. yeah. So what happened and was the, all the, what was their group? Just out of curiosity. Well, they they were a group of uh, seven drug dealers. They were African Americans, but uh-huh. whatever. But so was the, so was the guy that was being. Oh, really? Uh huh. Yeah. And um, and so uh, so immediately uh, the the guards the alarm sounded and the guards said everybody back in their cell and everyone in the cell and then the doors were closed and but except for the guys that were beating up. The guy, and what happened was the the uh, you know I, I guess it was it was amusing for the uh, guards, so they were just watching really? the guy being beat up, and he was just getting wailed on. Wow! And uh, and then after about ten minutes of you know the guy you know getting getting uh, beaten to death, uh, the this the finally these other guards came in and broke it up, and uh, and the guy was brought to the hospital, but he was you know he was a DOA so. Wow! Uh, in the gar- yeah. from the cell, you could see you could still see all the action. You there. saw it, sure. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. And these guards were just not doing anything; just enjoying it. Yeah, they were enjoying it. Damn! Wow. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't get like caught yeah, didn't on they get in trouble or something? Did the guards get in trouble? No, they're the guards. You well, know, no, they didn't they, get in trouble by the superior for superiors was probably theirs. Like, and you know, they they have some excuses like, well, you know, they we were outnumbered, so we just watched. You know, <laughs> wow. You know, but they were sitting there going, "Yeah, should we call the security force, the team?" Or mm, when that mm, happened, did that shake you minutes. at all to see that? Or yeah, I mean, did you 
Did you feel less safe there when that happened? Or did you felt pretty secure because you had these, these mafia guys that were kind of... Yeah, and they, they um, you know, I was never in that sort of danger. Um, there were, the, you know, and there were some um, guys, they were Mexican guys who were like, they were they were drug mules, and, mm-hmm. but they had, for some reason, they were, they killed somebody, so they were in that unit. And they, and they, they I used to be friendly with them. and, and That was uh, in the jail. That was in county. Yeah. County, yeah. And you so, were friendly with them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And did the mafia people have any... Um, problem with that? Like, any rivals or any problem? Yeah. Yeah, did they have... No, I mean, I was just, I just was friendly with everybody. I mean, I just, but they, mm-hmm. just, no. everybody just knew that if anyone messed with me, that the mob guys would, would, you know, they'd have to answer to those guys. Did right. you feel really fortunate that you had that per, kind of protection? Yeah, because I probably would have. And did you killed. act pretty? You wild think that you would have been that? killed if it wasn't sure. for the mob guys? Yeah, yeah. Cause really? Because there were guys that resented the fact that I was, you know, they, they, I was perceived. And how do you know they resented it? You. Because I they they'd come up to me. One one guy oh, actually. Really? They did come up to you. Months and months and months later, when I was in the minimum, mm-hmm. um, or no, when I was in work release. Oh yeah. Uh, some guy just he was just a just um, uh, you know wailed on me once. You know, just hit hit me and then, he then, did. Yeah, yeah. But out then, of nowhere, he just came up to you. Yeah, he was well. He was my bunk mate, and he just some reason he just okay. he just got Whoa. pissed off. Whoa. Me, and he just wailed, and he hit me here. Um, and I actually lost a tooth. Really? But, but, um, but then, um, uh, the next day my guys had a talk with him and then he apologized. So they didn't <laughs> mess him up though. I, I, I don't know what they did, but oh, the point is they, they scared might, him. Oh, they did. They, have, they, did, no they actually did hurt him probably. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Did I, you was, t- I was yeah. out on work release. And did you tell them what happened? Did you say, hey, just so you know, this guy punched no, me. No, but I had a I had a mark on so oh. sort of like what happened. And, and you, you said nothing, I fell down. Well they well no, <laughs> I I told the guys, but but the guards you don't want to you don't want to rat on on the on the other guy because then it Oh, so much, you much, didn't tell the guards what happened? No, they asked me what happened and I was like, Oh, I don't know. Do I have a mark there? Wow. <laughs> so you knew not to tell the guards anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you there's did tell the worse, mafia guys, There's though. nothing worse than a rat, you know. So right, you did tell them. Okay, did you know going in, before you even entered the county jail, you can't tell on anybody? You can't be a rat. You've seen a lot of movies. You've seen a lot of mob movies. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of them are true, you know. I mean, so yeah, you, so. that, but that was something that you took. Well, there are a lot of, there, I've seen a lot of prison films that aren't, they're just ridiculous. But, but that was something you took to mind was to not, Try well, to tell on anybody. It's something image. you learn right away. It's like you, you know, you just you don't tell on anybody, no matter but, what. But, but did you but tell you the did mob tell guys? the mafia guys? Well, yeah, that's within the prison population, but not right. I mean the prisoners. But not. how did you bring it up to them? You say, well, they they saw what happened, and, and then said, you're like, oh, they said, who yeah. did this? I was like, no, I was a you know so and so, and they're like, you oh, had a cellmate even in work release. I had uh, there were bunks in the room, yeah. So it was it was uh, yeah, I had a few. There were a bunch of guys in there. Oh, it was like like kind of like summer camp. So there was like ten guys or something in this room. Yeah, and and one guy out of nowhere at night just came up to you and started punching you. Yeah, he he had the bottom bunk, I had the top bunk, and and he just well, well, he was just like he said something, and then I said something back to him, and he thought it was sort of snarky, which it, I didn't mean it to be, but he was just a really sensitive. Uh, I shouldn't say disgruntled. That. Well, just uh, you know, I mean, not to cast aspersions, but he was just very low IQ kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And so he just he took it the wrong way. I was just being sort of a little sarcastic and mm-hmm. humorous, and uh, he took it the wrong way and just boom. You and know. some people kind of he took only him hit off you here. once. Yeah. Uh-huh. And did you say why'd you do that? Or what'd you say? Yeah. 
nothing i just you know it's like uh, i didn't i didn't punch back because i didn't want oh you just did you just kind of like go to sleep after that or something um i just he he got it out of his system and and that was that and everybody saw it like in the room though right 10 other people yeah everybody in the room with the lights on yeah the lights weren't off yet yeah Uh what a trip now did you was that the only conversation you had? Or that's did you, it. Yeah. That's the only conversation you had yeah. you, the entire time you did any time in any of the places. Uh huh. And wow. did you? Did anyone ever come up to you and say anything kind of weird or threaten you or anything? Um, or no. Weird no. looks or any of these like kind of you know intimidating. Things? No, no. And did you get a little like extra sassy because you knew you had the mobs? No, no. You don't want to do that. I didn't think so. Yeah. So you no. didn't wield that protection. No, start flaunting that, that yeah, yeah. flaunting it all over the no, place. No, but you know, I just, I guess, I have an odd sense of humor, and so the the, the uh, um, that guy took it the wrong way. So. Yeah, yeah. Because of your sense of humor, did you make a lot of people laugh though while you're there? Um, and did you form friendships? Yeah, there's and and what happened was when I was at the minimum, um, uh, a couple guys came up to me and was you know they 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 were like, so you know how do you uh, how do you make movies and you know I've got ideas and. And I, at that point, I was just so tired of people coming up to me and saying, you know, do, do you want to, uh, uh, you know, will you make my, my story when you get out? You know, will you, will you make this movie about me? <laughs> so I was just so tired. I was that, but my line was, look, you know, if you have a really good story, write it, you know. And so then the guys were like, um, like um, they were like, well, how do you write it? And I'm like, well, oh, so, so, uh, what I did was every Sunday I would meet in the library and I said, anybody that wants to learn how to write a screenplay can come and I'll give people, you know, I'll, I'll lecture about how to write a screenplay. Wow. And, and, um, so, um, some guys came and, you know, they lasted a few weeks and they tried to write and then, then nothing happened. There was actually one guy, um, this guy, George, who, um, who kept coming back every single and this is in which place? This was in the minimum. Yeah. He kept coming back. He he was a he had he was a drug dealer, and um, he had he had just I think he'd been doing like eight years, and he was at minimum, which means he was at the at the end of a sentence, and, uh, and he he actually went to work release right after I did, and at the same place, uh, so we were there together as well. Um, but he um, he started writing stories, and they were pretty fantastic. Oh really? And he had this great. Uh, he, he's he's great at writing dialogue, and he was great at and so he he started writing, and I I I started to teach him. He he was back every single week for months, and he kept writing and writing and writing. You know, scribbling on pieces of paper, and I read it and was correcting it and stuff like that. And he came up with these amazing stories, and um, and when I well, I got home, and then um, about nine months later, he got out. And uh, we were just talking about this, about Emerson earlier. He went to Emerson instead of going back to drug dealing. Really? He uh, went to school? He went to school. How old is the guy? He was like 50-something. Yeah, well, so Whoa. he went back. He went back. He, how he went, did he get into Emerson? That's so actually? cool. He, he, his writing. He so just, he applied? and He applied, and they looked at his writing, and were like, wow, you're good. And uh, Have you been in touch with him still? I have. Yeah. And uh, he's written some screenplays. In fact, he's going to come out and visit in a few weeks. And... Uh, well, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to make one of his movies. Really? So, but but what happens? He wrote a script when while he was at Emerson and got optioned by a producer. And no kidding. Yeah. yeah. So and, I mean, he's in his fifties. Yeah. 50, 50, 60s? Yeah. Yeah. Never too no late. No kidding. Wow. Let's get him on the show. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, he'll be next. You know, it's this a leapfrog kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Well, he lives in New York yeah. now, but, uh, you know, but yeah, so. Uh, wow. And you're friends with him now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I want to I want to make uh, this this movie that he, this script that he wrote. Yeah. I want to make it. So um, Wow. Does he feel in debt to you for kind of I well, he shouldn't. I mean, he's he's right. a very talented guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and and a lot of the, his stories come from his experiences as a drug dealer. So, is this script he write they're about their gangster movies or they're kind of, you know, that kind uh, of thing? It's about uh, you know, uh Life, um, you know, in the hood, and 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 and, yeah. um, and drug dealing, and you know, his his whole life. I mean, but he was a major drug dealer. He he traveled all over the country, and you know, and so he made forth. a lot of money. Doing made that. a lot of money, yeah. Um, so, so when you were done with the county session or whatever the phase or whatever, and you moved to the prison, mm-hmm. maximum security, going into that maximum security prison. Were you more scared then, or were you at that point kind of feeling a little more assured because of the protection you had from the mafia? <laughs> well, um, I didn't know. I was. Uh, I mean, I just, I didn't know that. I, I just, I just didn't know what was going to happen. And at that point, I was, I, I was just like, well, whatever happens, I'm just sort of, I'm just going to ride this out and you know, d- deal with one day at a time kind of thing. Did you have to take a bus there? Um, they have these vans. Where they they shackle you, uh, yeah. hands and and there's and other feet. G- guys in there too. Yeah, other guys that are going to the same place, and and so, are they just quiet or people are talking on the bus or what? Eh, you or know, the van or whatever. You know, it's just everybody has their own personality. So some people talk, some people don't. Some people just look pissed off. You know. Um, when you went into the maximum security prison, did it feel more hardcore than the county jail? Did it feel uh, tougher? Well, it, it's a lot different. Um, it was a lot much much older. Um, it's, it was a very notorious prison, Walpole State Prison. Uh-huh. Um, it, 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 Walpole was so notorious and uh, and synonymous with such horrible treatment of prisoners because there was they were exposés um, that they they renamed it uh, Cedar Junction. Now it's called Cedar Junction, but everybody still refers to it as as Walpole. Mm-hmm. And um, but in fact, if you ever if you ever watch uh, Ray Donovan, do you watch Ray Donovan? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, the, I know what it is. But yeah, I know yeah. what it is. But yeah. Well, the John Voight character, uh, he 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 went to Walpole, I mean, it was mm-hmm. in, and it was anyway. They describe how horrible it was. But in any case, so that was the place, and so that was that was that was where you hold they hold you to for ninety days to see you know what type of person you are, and and the guards they they insult you and they try and shit all over you. So really? Yeah. To see Did they to, do that to you. Yeah. What do they say to you? Uh, just, you know, you're an asshole and you're whatever, whatever they can think of. You know, they just They're trying to test you to see if you actually have the yeah. discipline to be able to make it to the minimum or whatever. Right, right. They want to see if you're violent. They want to yeah. see if you're, you know. Mm. Did you ever see anybody react to them violently? Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. Well, like what? Well, they they go to Supermax. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Yeah, Supermax is 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 yeah. That's really bad. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. They go to Supermax. Yeah, Supermax. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's it? Why, what's so different about that? Supermax. I mean, I know it's, I, it's worse, like but it's like it's like solitary confinement, except oh. uh, you know. Isn't solitary confinement in a way sort of better for some people though? <sighs> I don't think so. Or no? more okay. security is isn't that better? I mean, just to be in a cell for twenty three hours. Oh a day? no, that'd be well, that'd be a nightmare. No, especially yeah, right. But then they're also kind of not worried about getting messed with by other inmates, I guess. Those guys don't worry about getting messed right, with. Right, right, yeah, right. I guess me. so, yeah. <laughs> They're in Supermax for a reason because, yeah. because they mess with other people. Was the whole grouping up thing the same in all of 
every all of places yeah. you went to all the ethnicities all, all, all the, that was happening in every on every every phase place, yeah, yeah every place even work placement or whatever not work but i mean the work release thing or whatever um yeah uh, all of it is all the same all of yeah. it yep well there now was there a table that was sort of the diversity table where there was they just <laughs> yeah. i tried you know what? we're I not tr- I, tried I know you to. try to do it but yeah. with but the, the diversity the, was you know one ethnicity and me so it was just that, that was the diversity. Is there, are there people who sit by themselves at lunch, or are they? Uh, you mean is is, is there, there like the, solo the table? I mean, I don't, no, not really. You know, so not like. It, did it remind you of school though, in a weird way, or no. different cliques in high school or something? No, no, no. it was it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the mob guys were there for your each step of the way, like each place. Yeah, it was, every it was place so, you went. It was so every place bizarre. I'd show up at the new place and they'd go, was, hey, you know, it's a, you're Dan. Your right? first day in the new place. First day. Every first, place you went first to. Hour. So first hour. you show up and what, someone comes up to your cell? Well, you know, we, we, in minimum, it's not it's a cell. It's just a bunk room. Oh, and it's a bunk room in yeah, the Yeah, there's not even a wall. There's nothing. It's a fence and the fence is always open. You can walk, you know, you could walk out if you wanted to, but... But you don't, obviously. Right. Um, in the maximum, you were the guy came up to your cell or something. Yeah. No. During rec time. Yeah. You know, you, you it depends what time you arrive. Now, what did you do f- with your free time? Um, I I ex- I was I was in sort of bad shape. I was I was um, uh, really overweight then, and I lost about a hundred pounds. No kidding, really. Yeah. So I did a lot of I was exercising. Wow. And so forth. And so I did a lot of that. I was writing, a little bit of writing. Uh-huh. Um, did you, you write, is you the on? one you're working on now something you wrote in prison? No. Oh, okay. No, it's something I wrote after. When I got what were, you, were, you, were you writing on paper? Yeah. You, you, had note, you, you can order notepads. through. Oh, nice. And they allowed to have pens and sure. pencils? Yeah. They give those to people? They do. Well, you have to buy them. I mean, the, the prison system's a racket. You know, it's, oh, you buy them? How do you get money to buy them? Uh, well, you're... Uh, um, First, you know, when you're starting out, hopefully your family puts like a hundred bucks on your on your commissary account, uh-huh. and then you can you can order things. And every week, the, a shipment comes, and you go pick up. There's everything you ordered is in a how what's the menu? What can you order? Uh, you know, food, uh, clothing. Um, you know, what's the food like? Well, what do you mean order? Uh, food? Really bad. And okay. you could order more of that food, or you can order like different food. From you can different order different food, which is maybe slightly better. Like you can order, you know. You know, you know tuna fish, or you know. <laughs> oh right, but you can't order you know. something. Like but what was snacks. bad about the food at the prison? Well, at county, it was all the same thing. It was this these soy pellets, and they would they would put different sauces on the soy pellets every day, like like they'd have an Asian night, or mm-hmm. they'd have us, <laughs> or they'd have an Italian night with you know they'd put red sauce. On is the there soy by pellets. the way? Is there an Asian gangster table too? Yeah, there were Asians. Sure. Yeah. Is that split up? Japanese kind of gangsters in one table and I would separated from. I think Korean, so, but Korean I don't think there were that. There weren't that many uh, Asian uh, prisoners, um, but so I, I don't know. Uh, was there a Russian table? <laughs> Russian mafia? Um, no, but uh, there was uh, Armenian. Um, n- not really. I mean, I think it was mostly just you know, um, you know, the, the the three main groups were you know. Uh, white, black, Spanish. I mean, that was that was basically the. And, and by then, Spanish, and then, you mean like different groups. Latino kind? Yeah, of Latino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. and then there were splinter groups from there. But um, well, what know. do you mean splinter groups? Well, like you know, like mob guys would sit with mob guys, you know, kind of thing, or um, drug dealers would sit with drug dealers, you know, um, 
or murderers sit with murderers. Murderers sit with murderers. Is that yeah. true? Sure. Yeah, so was there any hierarchy or just? Oh, there's definitely a hierarchy. Yeah, uh, but it's you know a lot of it's seniority and, and mm-hmm. so forth, and and just you know people you just don't want to mess with, and you know. Do younger people get punked around a lot, or are some of those people in command? Um, it depends, like what you did on the outside. Like for example, um, when I was um, at the Max uh, at Walpole, there, there there was a guy that was uh, he was the head of MS13. He was and, young. Uh, he was like like maybe thirty, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, so I mean, he was, but he he came in. He was one of his jobs was to sweep my my uh, my cell. So <laughs> was like, the, were you friendly <laughs> with him? I, I, you know, I it wasn't. He wasn't my best friend, but you know, we we would. Chat you had a cellmate time. at Maximum, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, for well, for a while, and then I got a I got a, a single because the mafia kind of weren't helping. Yeah, yeah, there was this guy Darren who's uh, he was in fact he we, one time he he um he said you know you should do a move a heist movie where the where guys boost um. Uh, armored cars because he really knew all about armored cars and he sat there and and taught me how to how to boost an armored car hmm. so exactly the technique hmm. and how to how to study the route patterns and where to stop the thing and how how to blow the doors and i mean so on and so forth he was very very technical who was your cellmate like at the maximum uh gosh he? what was that um i'm trying to think what uh um he, I mean, I, you know, there were, I just had so many roommates. They just, they, they were cellmates. They were just, it was. It oh, was, you had a, a lot of cellmates. Well, no, I mean, you'd move, you'd move quite a bit. Oh, you would. Yeah, I mean, depending upon, and you'd move from unit to unit. So, I mean, generally speaking, I never had any problems with. They were all with friendly with you. Yeah, yeah, pretty and you, much. Did I you, mean, everybody knew that I was the, you know, the Hollywood guy. So it's like. Uh huh. So. I don't know. And then did they? So pretty much the conversations were always asking you about movies and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or movie making. Would yeah. you ever kind of like embellish a little bit just, just to kind of. No. If anything, I want to. Uh, you de-glamorize. Tone it. It de-glamorize. Like, ah, it's no big deal. Right. You know, uh, you, you don't want to. You don't want to. Like, Did you ever stay up late talking about philosophical things? <laughs> Are you allowed to talk at night kind of a thing? Um. I mean, if you're in your cell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so say lights, it's lights out, yeah. and then you guys are just talking still about stuff? Sometimes, but not really. I mean, nothing really too philosophical. Did you ever... Also, I, I, read, I read a lot of books, you know, so... Are you allowed to keep a little nightlight on or something? So yeah, but read? what happens is also you get... To, part of the commissary, you get to... You, you can order a TV for yourself. Yeah. And so you have TV, you have you got that? radio, yeah. Oh, you... And were yeah. your cellmates kind of... Thinking, oh, thanks for bringing Sweet. this TV in here. Well, what? no, everybody has their own individual TV, and you can't oh, it's share. A small TV. It's a tiny little thing you put at the end of your bed. Oh, okay. Uh, Did you ever have a cellmate who didn't have a TV, and you did have one, and then they were kind of thinking that was they didn't like that? Or? Um, no, because what happens is if if you weren't able to afford a TV, you could apply and get one. Um, oh, you know, there was there was a whole, I don't know there was some sort of system where. Um, if you didn't have any money on your commissary, you know, you could apply and, and get a TV or and is the get to- a little radio with headphones. Is the toilet is in the cell? At maximum, yeah. And the toilet's just sort of sitting next to the bed? Yeah, or it's what? metal. Yeah. It's a metal toilet. It's, and it's, it's what you see in the film, movies. So there is a seat for it? Or is no. it just... No, it's just like basically a rim. Yeah. It's just, okay, there's no it's cover. Stainless steel. But can you fit on it? What do you mean? like? Well, it seems like it would be too big or something. 
for some. It's so it's a smaller kind of toilet than a normal it's just toilet. It's a regular size toilet. Because you said no, no, lid. but there's no, no there's no, no seat. Yeah, but this but the thing is just it's 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 a it's oh the it's seat is built in. Built in. It's very you. cold, just yeah. so you know. And <laughs> you and, and is there a thing? This is the thing that you see in movies. But yeah. did you have to keep your own stash of toilet paper? Mm-hmm. And is that something you just bought? You had to no, buy you're, or something? No, you're issued toilet paper every week. How much? How many rolls? Uh, I, I can't remember. Like one or two rolls a week. Did you so. feel that was enough? <laughs> did you ever have to snag it, steal any from anyone? Did you have to no? buy more or something? No, you just, if you, look, if, if you run out, you just go to the guard and you say, I need more toilet paper. And they go, oh, okay. And then you, they. Oh, the guard go gets it for you? Yeah, or you, you walk down with them to wherever the toilet paper is in the, in the storage closet and you get another roll of toilet you paper. You walk with them? Sure. Yeah. Oh, you're allowed to do that? If can, you're with it, yeah. I can you leave your cell kind of pretty You easily? have rec time. So you oh, have rec okay. time and you have cell time. So. How many hours is cell time a day? It depends um, what what level of security. Uh, if it's um, – but but um, generally speaking, um, they, you, you have – I think it's – I can't remember how many counts there are a day, but you have to go back to your cell so that they count you. And mm. uh, and then the guard, you, you go back to your cell. They close the door, and then um, and then they walk by and they count, and they make sure that and then then you're allowed to go out again. How many hours do you get to be out of the cell a day? Well, in Max, it was it was most of the day. Really, um, most of the yeah, day. Yeah, except for the counts. You have to go back in for the uh-huh. counts and then come back out. And then you were assigned jobs. Like I, I had a job in the library, so uh, you know where I'd sort. Books You'd make money like there. That. Well, they they pay you like. You know, whatever it is, I don't know, twenty five cents an hour or something, and that goes oh, on it's your twenty five cents an hour. Well, I, I can't remember what it is, but it's something mm-hmm. ridiculous like that. And yeah. then you, and then you, that money goes on your commissary, yeah. and then you can buy more stuff. Uh-huh. It's it's a racket. There's one company, it's a multi billion dollar company that uh, supplies all the stuff for the, these, the, the, you know, the for the inmates all around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Keef, and Keef, and uh, they they. I think they're a four or five billion dollar company, and then the same thing with the uh, with the phone system. It, the phone system, it's like just just a call across the street if you had to. It, um, it costs you know like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. So then, the food was um, these soy pellets in county. It was in county, yeah. And yeah. then in maximum, we got what was it like there? The food a little bit better. You had a little oh, really? more variety, but yeah. it was just. The the meat. It, does was it remind you of school cafeteria food, or is it much worse? Much much worse. Uh-huh. Is it on a tray? Obviously. Well, you go you go through a line. You get a tray, and just just like you see. They the don't thing. give out forks or anything, though, right? They're plastic. They're they're um, what do they call them? Um, sporks. Sporks. Yeah. yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then, did the food get better in the minimum security? Um, you know, a little bit, but the problem is, is I worked in the kitchen for a while. And you know a lot of a lot of companies, like for example, Whole Foods, would donate a ton of food. So like um, just amazing food. Whole Foods, like like companies like Whole Foods, or like because what happens is when they reach when certain foods reach their expiration date, they can't sell them anymore, so they don't mm. donate them to prisons. <laughs> but what happens is the guards um, tend to take that food and and bring it home. And then, and some of them sell it to restaurants. Really? Yeah. There's there's a whole underground thing. Really? There's a lot. You know, there's a lot of corruption in the. In the mm-hmm. Yeah. So so a lot of guards that like you see there, like the guards, um, uh, they're, um, and they're blatant about it. Like they'd have an inmate say, "Carry that stuff out to my car," and you'd, 
<laughs> you know, you'd have to carry like, you know, um, uh, you know stuff. So, so we would still get the prison issued crap, even though we'd be the, all this great food was being donated. Wow. And do you think and that if people, if Whole Foods or whoever knew that this was happening, do you think they would stop doing that? I don't know because they get a tax write off. Oh, so right, I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, everybody benefits from the you know exploiting prisoners. It's, it's a horrible system. Are there any good guards? Sure. There yeah. were some, Sympath- and then there were some bad ones though. Compassion, yeah, guards. mostly bad. But there was a lot of mostly um, bad guards. Yeah, because they were mostly like they would smuggle in stuff for the uh, to the prisoners. Like there was such as like pot, you know, or oh, cigarettes. They would smoke weed inside the prison. Sometimes, yeah, outside. There was also this thing called K two, where you can it's like potpourri that you buy at Seven Eleven, so it's legal, but you can get high off of it mm. if you smoke it. So a lot of the guards would would smuggle in the K2 because if they were caught with it, it's not illegal. Right. It's like, oh, it's potpourri for my bring it home or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So um, so that, that would... Um, now, when you have to go to the bathroom and use the toilet in your cell, you just do it right in front of the guy that's in there also. If, yeah, in maximum, yeah. 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 But and everybody, once, once and everyone's used to that kind and of it, thing. It, yeah. But it's, I mean, it must have smelled bad when you had to like sit, basically be in the bathroom with a guy, right? Yeah. What did you think of did that? Did you ever like, oh, ah, sorry, man, I got to go, but I apologize. <laughs> yeah, did you just, know I'm sorry. Ahead you, of time? You, tend, you tend to uh, try and do it when they're out of the cell. Yeah, you yeah. Know, to be a little courteous, but, you know, I guess there's sometimes where you. Did you, anyone ever apologize to you and say, sure. sorry about that, man? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, when people fart or whatever, do they. Are we, just oh, we're do, doing fart humor now. Well, not it's not <laughs> humor. This is real life. I mean, do they, did people right. just do it and like it was no big deal or what? Or did people try to suppress that? Or yeah, but that? I mean, if, if, if so, okay, I mean, okay, now we're getting really, I mean, if, 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 if you, if it's, because there were like communal bathrooms too. So if like somebody, you know, laid one that was like really especially disgusting and smelly, yeah, people would complain. Absolutely. And like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Complain to the guy, not the guards, though. Oh no, no, nobody complains to the guards. Right, right. Nobody. They're just like giving him. But a hard do time. people laugh about that kind of stuff at all? Uh, after the fact, yeah, it's not so funny right as it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> did you laugh about it? Sure. Did you actually have laughs in prison? Oh, all the time. This, you did. Sure. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you day to day. Like, are you like? <clears throat> well, you know, you guys know better than anyone that you know that the way to deal with tragedy is with mm-hmm. humor. So, sure. Yeah. Um, so that's now, what was this whole shower situation like? Uh, the, the, we had individual stalls. It wasn't, you know, really. It wasn't a communal shower. Oh, it wasn't like had, an open shower like you've seen in movies. No, uh-huh. not that I. Um, so you have your own stalls, huh? Well, I mean, you, you, there were communal bathrooms with with showers, but they, you had stalls with curtains. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, so nobody's just naked in front of each other like it is in the movies. You never had to deal with that kind of thing. No. Huh. No, no. Where's that from? Why? why who, well, there probably are prisons that are set up that way. I just uh-huh. I was just never in one. Uh huh. So. Would you felt weird about that? No. No. Mm. Okay. It's like you know going to Equinox. You know. uh-huh. Right, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I was I was there this morning. It was like kind of like prison. Okay. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Were there some positive things that came out of your experience going to prison? Um. Or do you I think- got I got my health back. Um, so you kind of in a yeah you became healthier I, with your body yeah I I started um, is the food unhealthy there though or is it generally it is but um, but you you have to just watch what yeah I mean you have to watch oh, what you eat real quick did you ever get like any special like pizza days or anything like that 
Um, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, you'd have um, they they they'd serve turkey. Did, and did, oh, really? Were people really happy about that? I guess so. Something to look forward to. Yeah. You know. Do they let, ever let people drink alcohol? No, and no, no smoking, no drinking, nothing. But um, people did anyway. Yeah. Wait, they people did drink though. They would get. I I stuff I, in I, there. I never saw it. Uh-huh. I, I saw pot smoking, and uh-huh. I saw the K two. Yeah. Which kind of smelled a little bit like pot. Did you play sports when you were there? I jogged and I did and I and I. Uh, you didn't play any hardcore football uh, no, things like in that, no, in that it, movie it, with the Silver Sister Stallone. Yeah, no, Lock no, Up or whatever it's called. Lock or? Up, no, or, or the Burt Reynolds, you know, like mm-hmm. no, no, none of that stuff. So, had you heard any stories about people trying to escape? Uh, not while I was there. Um, you know, uh, I heard one story that one guy was at minimum and tried to walk off or whatever, but I think he was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And so they brought him back to minimum, I mean, a medium or maximum. Or yeah. So, so. And um, what was the worst thing that a guard said to you to try to brile you up? Oh, uh, there's just so many insults. I don't even, you know. What were some? I, I don't even, you know, um, I can't even remember. Did anyone come close to sort of hitting, you know, kind of uh, striking your nerve with you, or did you... Not with me, did but Did you I, keep it cool, though? Not with... Time? Well, because I knew, I knew what was You knew what they were doing. Did you know. any of it make you laugh, some of the stuff they were saying to you, to try to... Yeah, but you don't want to laugh, because then they then they think that you're, uh-huh. you know, either crazy or... So you just that, have to keep a straight face all the time. Did yeah. you want to laugh? Well, I just say, you know, okay, well, maybe you're right. You know. Oh, you say that? Sure. Oh, wow. In response to what? What would be an example of maybe you're right? Uh... I, I just I don't even remember some some of the ins. I mean, just, they just went right, you right. know, in as they say, one in in one ear and out the other. But I mean, I just I just don't even mm-hmm. remember. I mean, and you're talking now, you know, eight eight years ago, ten years ago. Did the mafia guys ever um, bust your balls? Only in a joking way. Yeah. What would know? they say? <sighs> <laughs> and by the way, are you, do you have an Italian background at all? No. Uh-huh. No. So, That's interesting too, right? You know, I mean, they just look. Everybody, they they were quick to own me, you know, because right. they, they wanted the whole Hollywood vibe thing, right? So, not there, that there's, I'm, not there's that a little I'm bit of a Hollywood. history with the mafia in Hollywood too, right? You mean like Frank Sinatra or something or, like that, or whatever? Yeah, you know? The Godfather, something you know, like the horse that. head in the bed, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but there's some perceived history or something, right? Or something. I, I guess so. Back, yeah. you know, back in the day, um, did they love all those movies? Like. Uh, did you ever talk fellas. movies a lot with these guys? All the time. And yeah, what do they think of gangster movies? Yeah, well, they, they say, oh, that one was stupid. And oh, that Goodfellas? One no, no, not Goodfellas. Did they like Goodfellas? I, 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 don't, I don't remember. Did they like Scorsese? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Scorsese, yeah. Did you ever have any film talks with them that you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it just it, it's all just to kill time, you know. Um, but you enjoyed George you on Sunday, right? Like teaching him how to write. Yeah, he's a great. He's a great guy. Was he? It, was he really film. into film? Also, um, did he watch a lot of mo- movies? Uh, he did. You know, uh, and, I mean, stuff beyond. He, I think he watched more once once he started uh, writing. Yeah. So. What a crazy thing! He didn't know he had this gift, and he was like, he didn't know he had the gift until he started. And you were writing. like, "Whoa, I'm actually really impressed with this guy." I was. And yeah. was he like, "Come on, you're just gonna say that to anyone?" I'm like, "No, seriously, you're good, pal." No, I think he's. I think he he had enough confidence. He knew what he was writing was pretty good. Damn, that's cool. Oh, he had confidence about it. Wow. Well, once he started, and when he said, "Is this you know the first few times like is this any good?" Because you know it's like when I direct a movie and you give an actor a uh, a direction, you just can't say, 
hey, uh, do it, do it sad this time because the direct, the actor will go, you know, fuck you. But so you have to say, you know, I think that um, the reason why you should be sad here is because of blah 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 blah. And you have to give a logical reason as to why the actor should play it like that way. Same thing with George is like, you know, like this is why it's good. And you're like, in uh, mm-hmm. you know, the first few times you had to convince him. This is why it's good. This is yeah. a, and it, it made sense to him. And he's like, oh yeah, okay. Wow. He was a drug dealer. That's what he did. Yeah. 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 And um, did being in prison change your life? Aside from the sort of physical aspect of it, um, did you have any major life revelations while you were doing your time? And then did those revelations sort of stick with you to to now? Yeah, I became a Buddhist. Oh, really? Yeah. How did that happen? Um, I just started reading about, well, what happened was, uh, you know, I was just reading tons of stuff. And I was always interested in quantum physics. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I just kept reading about quantum physics. And uh, and then the, the nature of the universe, the nature of reality, and so on and so forth, and um, and then I realized that um, one time I just I just picked up um, a book about um, Buddhist Buddhism and at the library a, in the library, and all, all of a sudden it was like um, basically what what Buddhism is about is 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 about it, it's as if like you know centuries ago you know some guy sat under a Bodhi tree and was like, oh, this is, he theorized this. And then, you know, only about a hundred years ago, uh, you know, Einstein started theorizing and uh, it's, it's basically the same stuff. I mean, when really? you think about it. So, so it was a natural thing. Uh, so you know, there's I'm a not cor- that I'm there's very a big devout, correlation between Buddhism and quantum physics. In my opinion. Yeah. Wow. Because, because you're talking about two levels of reality and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know the fact that really, you know, what we perceive in our minds is not really reality, mm-hmm. and then that the true nature of reality is not, you know, that time really doesn't exist, and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And that's basically Buddhist philosophy. So, yeah, so, yeah. It, so, I, was, yeah, I mean, I'm not that <laughs> devout, you know, but I, I do meditate, and you know, I try and. Did you start meditating in prison? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So and I, I started a meditation group. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did uh, and then we we got this guy to come in uh, once a week to to lead a a. a um, he was a he was a Buddhist monk, and he came in and he he, he led a meditation class. So. How many people would come to that? We had about well, there were some guys that were Buddhists, like like a couple of Asian guys that were already Buddhists. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was about six people. Uh huh. So they came every. Did week the uh, guards and stuff find the things you were doing to be? Did they recognize the positivity behind the things you were kind of organizing, the writing workshop or whatever? The guards, they, no, they didn't give or, a shit. Or did the someone in the higher, someone in the administration recognize that? Oh, this guy's doing these positive things. Nah. And, and by the way, did you serve your full sentence, or did you no. get you got time? Obviously, okay. yeah, a lot of time off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. were you sentenced? Two to three. Two to three, and you did twenty-one. You, twenty-one, right? Yes, okay, yeah. so you almost did the two, but it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did get some positive things that you were able to. You were able to make. Well, them, look, the you negative, feel like you made the best the, out the of negative it. The negative far away the positive. I mean, you know, yeah. my my family suffered, and right. so forth, and yeah. that, and uh, you know, I mean, if if they weren't suffering by my absence, uh, it wouldn't have been so bad. But that was How that often was the worst. Did they visit you or allowed um, to? Uh, well, um, um, my wife and daughter came uh, uh, once a week. Every oh, Sunday. really? Yeah, because they 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 moved back east. Because we we have we have a house there still on Cape Cod, and uh, <clears throat> so they uh, they came and visited every every week. And were they crying a lot and stuff when they saw you? No, no, we really? tried to be positive. Uh, yeah. My my daughter and I, uh, she's now seventeen, 
um, but she, um, we, we played cards. Every How long would the visit? Few hours, a couple hours. Oh, you get a couple hours with them. Yeah, well, especially when I was at minimum. Wow, and so that work. you guys hang out in a room or something? Yeah, a big big rec, rec room. Oh, it's with other inmates are yeah, hanging yeah. out with their people. Too. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. If you yeah. have a visitor, they call you and you come down and yeah, and so forth. So what was in the rec room? We did pool tables and stuff, or what? No, they wouldn't allow that. Probably right? uh, no. Well, we did have pool tables, but that was inside the the. Uh, <clears throat> it wasn't in that rec, in that particular rec room. There mm-hmm. was another rec room that we had pool tables, but no, there was um, <clears throat> there was uh, vending machines. You could. Uh, Buy horrible food out of the vending machines. You but could, can you buy like Snickers and stuff? Yeah, Snickers. Well, I mean, I didn't mean to cast dispersion on Snickers. No, no, no. I was just curious. Or you might be a Snickers guy. No, and they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was just curious about candy bars. Yeah, candy bars. So you saw chips. you saw your family once a week. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. How often did you talk on the phone with them? Or you wouldn't do that because it would every, be too expensive. Every day. Oh, even though it, it was, was really expensive. expensive, it was expensive as hell. You talk on the phone with your family every day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To let them know how everything's going. Yeah, but like someone in. like Jake, you know, every, maybe once every couple few weeks or something, because mm-hmm. you know Jake was out here, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so when your daughter like came in, your wife you, in the in the rec room, did your daughter like play with the other kids that were in the room too, ever, or get to know anyone? Uh, not really. No, you kind of just have to stay by because they, right, they kind of right. frown on that. Oh, you never introduced your family. Oh, once to, in a while, yeah, the, yeah. If someone family. had a had a visitor same time I did that, that someone that I hung out with, I introduced them. Uh huh. So, right. Yeah, there were a lot of guys, of course, that fancied themselves actors too. They wanted to all be actors, and some of the mob guys wanted to be actors. You know. So. So what did they say to you? What were they saying? You know, like you know what is the, the, you know they don't really understand, um, you know what it is to be an actor. It's a lot of hard work. Were any of them kind of good looking guys or? Yeah, some of them. Some I mean, did you think, well... But, you know, you don't have to be good-looking to be an actor. You just have to have a, you know, a memorable face. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, but then you also have to have talent as an actor, and you have to study hard. Did you ever try to organize some sort of acting thing there? No, because uh-huh. it's just, you know, I mean... <laughs> I mean, to start, to start uh, you know, teaching a guy, you know, like how to break down a scene and how to find the emotional arc and how to you know I mean, <laughs> it's not something you want to you know start to you know when when that one guy in you know, the bottom bunk when he punched you yeah did that take you totally by surprise yeah and did it, it hurt really bad yeah it hurt really bad just out of curiosity did you Wait. cry from that no uh-huh. no uh-huh. but you said you lost a tooth because of it mm-hmm. yeah. right then and there it got loose and then it fell out and the next just- day yeah, eventually, like, I don't know, a week later or something. A week later it fell out, yeah. and did you have to go to a, some kind of dentist that was in the facility? or uh, you, what, Like to, once, uh, no, they didn't, and that, at that point there were no dentists. So I mean, how did you deal with this tooth that was busted or whatever? I just let it, you know, I, I didn't do anything. I mean, I suppose if it What'd were really bad, tooth? like if I had had an abscess or yeah. a cavity, I probably was really hurting. I probably, they, they would send me out to a... Uh, to a, to a dentist. But. What did you do with that? Was at the work release place, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What did you do with the tooth? I think I threw it out. You threw the tooth out. <laughs> Why can you grow them and make bigger teeth? Oh man, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> plant it in the ground. Yeah. No, I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah, so yeah. And that guy apologized to you a couple days later. The next day. The next day. Yeah. What did he say? He said, oh, "I'm really sorry." And what'd you <laughs> That's say? That's all he said. I said, "Don't worry about it." Oh, that's what you said? Yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, thanks for understanding. What did he say? <laughs> no, what did no. he say? I mean, no, he just sort of grunted. 
<laughs> he <good>. grunted. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on a second. So you said a, he said, "Hey, about the last night." No, he just said, uh, uh, "Sorry about hitting you." It's like, and then you said, uh, "No problem." And he goes, Ugh. "Yeah," it was like, "Yeah, no problem, man. Don't worry about it." And he went, "What?" Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if he. Cried. I'm just kidding. But I, but he just, <laughs> I don't know what he said. He was like he nodded or whatever, and then that was it. Right. Did you ever? Did but then, ever, then actually, after that, we were kind of buddies. Really? Yeah, we'd hang out and like outside when we had rec time outside. We'd hang out. And did he ever open up about like he's like, man, I don't know what got into me that that night. I just something <laughs> no, about you. I there just was no to never real, brought it up ever. There's no real introspec- introspection. What, what about the tooth fella? Did you say, hey, it finally came out? And he, he's all <laughs> laughing. Show it to him? No, I didn't. I didn't really announce it. I'm gonna throw this away unless you want to keep it no, for, as a <laughs> token of our friendship, <laughs> that, or as a memento. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Did you ever you got friendly with some of the guards too? A couple of them. One of them is a Facebook friend of mine now. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Are you? How I many? Think he retired. Do these guys have Facebook? The prison inmates? Uh, well, they're not a, then. You can't. There's no access to internet. You don't. There's no internet access. There. Oh no, no, no. Right. No. But no. When you when they get out, sometimes yeah. Oh, so the, some of them have looked you up. Yeah, there are a couple guys Facebook friends of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because you were friendly with them in there, and then yeah. yeah. Do you feel a, a sense of camaraderie between uh, ex-convicts now or something no, like that? No. no. But do you feel some kind of camaraderie be- with the guys that you were with a little bit? Yeah, some of the guys that I was friendly with. But, yeah. I mean, it's not like I – the only reason I, George and I talk is because we have a – you know, I, I'd like to – I'd like to work – I'd him, like to yeah. work – I'd like to direct one of his screenplays. Yeah. Did your perception of criminals change or convicts change after – this experience yeah and the whole prison system right um, what was your perception before well 80 i think and i actually read the statistic 85 percent of all inmates um are there for one for for uh because on account of drugs for one reason or another i mean even if they robbed a 7-eleven it's because they were getting money for drugs um, 85%. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe like 5% for murder, maybe for, you know. So basically drugs are bad. Yeah. If we were to, and I'm a big proponent, if we were to um, legalize drugs, there'd be no inmates. But if there were no inmates, there would be no, you know, four or five billion dollar company like Keefe making money off the inmates. There'd be no... Um, you know, United Telecom that's making a billion dollars a year on on inmate. I mean, it's a huge, huge, huge industry. So, so you know, this so-called war on drugs or whatever is bullshit. I mean, it's 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 and and, and the whole idea of reforming um, uh, inmates and so that they don't come back is bullshit too. There's all these programs. The only reason why you have a program in a prison. Is so that they get federal grant money, um, but but the people that teach them, the people that run them, it's they don't really care, and nobody cares. Are there AA groups? In, yes, in yeah, there the are prison? AA groups. Uh-huh. Yeah, the AA guys met, um, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's, um, but that's that's on their own. That's not a that's not a prison thing. They just organize that on their own. And you never saw in the maximum security prison any of the different ethnicities joking around with each other. Generally not, no. I mean, I, I mean, some people, you know, like I, I, I dealt with everybody. But that's when you, know, you chat. When you were kind of trying to know. hang out with different people in the minimum security, did you you hung out with all the different groups, or you tried to hang out with somebody from a different group? No, I just it would just 
came organically. I mean, if I like someone, I'd hang out with them. I don't, Just I don't out of curiosity, know. the neo-Nazi group, there was probably a table for that, right? Yeah, they and were neo-Nazis. Did you ever talk to them at all no you just completely stay clear well i don't you know i don't have anything in common with them you know? right, right i mean i'm a you know west coast liberal idiot so you know so i mean <laughs> neo-nazis are not on my uh on my uh short list of sure friends. yeah but um but yeah they were those guys and they had the you know those schwats was that weird seeing those guys like that I just avoided them, yeah. you know. I mean, they, they you know, I, I just... Are they respectful of the whole group thing and they kind of keep to themselves or they don't try to do anything to the other groups or anything? Right? They don't because it's they're, 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 everyone has a power base and that's how they protect themselves, Yeah. you know. Um, I mean, are there fights? Probably, yeah. I mean, there were there were, there were were quite a few fights. There were you, some lockdowns. Did you watch a lot of fights? Yeah. Yeah, once in a while there was a fight. And were they usually because of two different group people being at each other or did they happen within groups? Um, they, uh, they would happen, um, generally one group or another. Um, there was, it was usually never a fight be- between two people within a group. Right. Um, so not did that, that ever happen? Either. People fighting within a group? I don't, I've never saw it. Mm-hmm. Were the groups of equal size? Like numbers <sighs> or pretty similar? I mean, similar. Yeah. Did they call them groups? What did they call them? They were just like, uh, well, it was just like. Did they call them crews? Oh, you were with the mafia crew. You were the Italian crew. It just, or what I they? mean, you know, it, there w- weren't really names or anything. It was just like, um, uh, I mean, like, I mean, unless you were like with a gang on the outside and you had the the right tats and you know you had the the tears on your on your you know cheek or whatever you know because you killed guys or something. But um, you know, the, but but generally speaking, um, there there were. Uh, um, you, there, were, there weren't really any labels. It was just like... Well, you know, because people belong to these different groups, did that create any kind of weird dynamic with cellmates that are from different groups? Um, no, I mean, you just, you, you didn't really, you couldn't really choose your, your cellmate, so... Right. Say you had a guy from a different group in your cell, did you ever ask, so what are the mafia guys like? Are they cool? Or, I mean, were they interested in each other's groups? Yeah? People talk to each other because they have yeah. to work, like, for example, you know... Oh, they work together. Like, yeah, yeah. like if you, if, you're, if you work in the kitchen, you're working with all kinds of different people from all kinds of different groups. So yeah. you, you, people talk to each other, they have to deal with each other and so right. forth, but, you know, so... Is there ever a neo-Nazi guy working with a black guy and sure. together? And are they kind of getting along in a work environment? Well, they, ha- they have to cooperate. That's interesting. Know, they don't necessarily, you know, become buddies. Does that ever change the mind of a Nazi guy? And, Not that know, I ever yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. So he it wasn't like Green Book or anything. He doesn't think, so. oh, I, oh, I've been working with this guy. He's just like me, you know? <laughs> that doesn't happen or, except for in the movie. I wish it did. Uh-huh. I wish it did, yeah. but it, it, it didn't. And, uh, and the, the mafia guys were kind of saying don't you shouldn't be hanging out with these other guys mm-hmm. and stuff huh then what did you tell him you said i said i, I, I like the guy you yeah know, go fuck and what yourself. did they and then what did they say they would laugh oh really yeah and they said they'd freaking idiot liberal you know, oh really mm. <laughs> yeah so. were there other liberals there yeah, well yeah i mean i was you know when you say liberal i mean yeah and they were democrats Oh really? Yeah. Are there Republicans in there? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, we we didn't really talk politics that much. Really? So this was in the early teens, I guess, or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. You didn't talk politics, but what were their thoughts on Barack Obama? Um, Did they like him? Uh, I don't know. I like. I mean, I voted for. 
brought my older daughter worked for him. So oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he was first ran in two thousand eight. What was so. the first thing you did when you got out of prison completely? <sighs> Actually, during the work release thing, what did you do? What were you? You would get released for a, how many hours? Um, you'd go during the day, and you'd 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 be gone for like an eight hour day. What and do you, you do? You, you, you get you hop on the subway and you go to a. You, you you apply for a job first. I was lucky. I just I got a job uh, doing maintenance at a church. So you have to get a job. Yes. Well, if you don't have a job, you don't. You're not. You can't go out. Okay, and work but at least. it has to be a sort of job that you don't do normally, or it would be a kind of a. I, a, I couldn't a, go out and entry entry finance a job. film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't go out and direct a movie. But or you, but you couldn't work for a production <laughs> company or something. <laughs> no. Cool, well, it was Boston, so I mean, you know, there aren't too many production companies. Uh, there must be some. I, uh, I mean, yeah. But you couldn't work in the in the industry you were familiar with, though. No. How come? Because you just have to do like me. You have to work at like um, you know Chipotle or you know. Or you have to do McDonald's. some sort of entry level kind of job. Or yeah, something. yeah. Like like um, yeah. You have to. It's, Could it was, you be a PA on a set? Or no, something? no. Uh-huh. Was it? Uh, was that pretty fun? To start getting out and just working. Well, it was. It was. It was a relief to get out. Yeah. You got paid a normal minimum wage there at uh, church, doing maintenance. Yeah. You did maintenance stuff there. Uh, you know, they just, I just kind of sat around and didn't do much. Oh, five, really? Five days a week? Yeah. Did you make friends there Did, that you would not have normally made uh, uh, otherwise? Yeah, yeah. The, the other maintenance guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you still in touch with them? No. No. Uh-huh. And how long was that period? It was like six months. So, so then, you, I, then so I went home. You worked for six months as a maintenance guy at a church? Yeah, but I didn't really do much. Right, you right. Know. Did you get some delicious food when you were out? Um. <laughs> yeah, when you were on lunch, okay. Were you like, I'm going the first crazy. your first day of work release? No, you had to you had to pack a lunch from the prison. Is that true? It. Yes, and because you, you, you didn't have to eat you it. You can't leave work to go. It was there were rules. You couldn't leave the premises. But they to m- go like I, I couldn't like go oh. down to, uh, you know the. Uh, you know the restaurant next door or anything. Oh, you, you know. couldn't leave the damn work site. They yeah, would, yeah. They, no, would, they would, like they had a Thai restaurant. Couldn't you? Next door. When your guys, your friends, the maintenance guys, bring you something from a, a sure. restaurant? Sure. Yeah, they could. Absolutely. And you did have that. Yeah, we did that a lot. So okay, what was the first meal you had that wasn't prison food? Finally, was that your first week of work release or what? Uh, I think it was a Starbucks coffee, and something from. Was that good? And did that taste better than it ever tasted? Yeah, except back in county, um, um, uh, Frank, the the first mafia guy, he used to get a guard to smuggle in, like, Starbucks, so. Oh, really? Oh, so that didn't matter, I guess? (laughs) Yeah. What was was the thing where you just thought, okay, this tastes like freedom finally, you know, or something, you know? (sighs) I don't know. You had pizza or something? Yeah. No, because I was was on a health thing. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, then how about this? After you... When you finally started to eat food on a regular basis, I mean, regular food, you know, just regular non-prison food on a regular basis when yeah. you're done with your time, did it just make you really appreciate food? It made me appreciate everything. Right. Yeah. Bathroom situations? Bathroom was awesome. We closed the door. Right. It was pretty cool. Did you ever run out of toilet paper while you were in the middle of something at, no, at in prison? No. I made sure I had enough toilet you paper. You always had nice. it kept a stack. Did pretty, you ever get stolen much. from? Did, you ever, did people ever steal from you? Um... In prison, no. I but mean, there, s- there was stealing, yeah. But but they you, s- they wouldn't steal toilet paper. Uh, no, because it, that was in abundance. Oh, it was. Did anyone, no one ever yeah. ran out of toilet paper? No one, no. Because if you were low on toilet paper, you just asked, you know, the, one of the so, staff. And you never had to lend a roll to your bunk mate. Oh, I probably did. Yeah, probably. And it, the cells, it's bunk beds. Sometimes there are bunk beds. Sometimes they were just low cots. Uh huh. So, yeah. 
And um, what about toothbrushes? Yeah, they issue you a, a really crappy toothbrush, but then you can order them. Um, a better one? Yeah, better Those one. Those don't get like stolen? electric? No, no electric. There's no mirrors in the cells. Yeah. There is. Well, but they're not they're not glass because you, uh, you can crack them and then kill somebody. Right. So that's not good. What, what are they but, made of? Uh, they're, they're this, like, shiny plastic. Um, and so you have mirrors there. Yeah. Did you ever look you in could, the mirror? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you, like, you mean metaphorically? Or <laughs> well, it sounded that way, I guess. But <laughs> no, I meant, what would be a reason to look in the mirror? I mean, did you care about your appearance at all? Um, I mean, well, I had to prison? shave. You did shave in prison? Yeah. Oh, you didn't just grow a beard? Yeah, because you could order those, those, you know, Gillette, you know, razors that where you can't. But some guys would, would break them apart and get the uh, blade. Get the blade. Mm. And that was, um, you know, and they used that as a, as a weapon or do something why did you want to grow a beard and just not worry about that? Actually, I had a beard when I came in. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, um, and then I but I shaved it off while I was, when I was there. Just out of curiosity, why? Um, I don't know. One day I thought it's just it's too itchy. Mix it up. Oh, really? Yeah, mix it up exactly. Yeah. Well, no, it just seemed like that's an added task when it's. I mean, did you care about your maybe, parents at all when you were in prison? Not really. Yeah. You know. Um, How do you get haircuts? Where's that? Uh, uh, fellow inmates. They, 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 you know, some of them are, are skilled in with the scissors. Barbers. Yeah, there's a guard nearby. You, they get issued uh, scissors, or, or or sometimes not not scissors. They get issued these, you know, the the electric razors, mm-hmm. where and and they have to be in a certain area. A guard has to be right there, right. and and you can go and get a haircut. Uh, there was a kind of barbershop set up that in in, in one in one facility. Yeah, mm-hmm. otherwise you just go in the rec room and the guy would be there with the with the electric. Uh, How razor. short did you keep your hair when you were there? Uh, you know, same as. Oh as yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. You never shaved it completely bald or something like that. No, no, they didn't want to be Aff- affiliated, right? Affiliated, or, right. or I get some. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Did, did, did some inmates like really take care of their looks? Like they were really every day they made sure they like slicked it back. Well, tons of guys, yeah, yeah, but but tons of guys also. I mean, they were they were you know gym rats. I mean, they were they would be in the gym. Constantly lifting weights and you know are people really tough like, looking there. Some of them are and yeah. some of them aren't. Are there p- some really out of shape guys there? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. absolutely, there were. Yeah. Are there some people who just watch TV all day? Yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah, because you have your own little TV. Oh, or, or you right. can watch it in the rec room. Now, when people have out of cell time, do people choose to just stay in their cell? Um, I guess you could, but uh, and no. you can go in and out. Right. Um. So. Did it feel like just a really crappy college or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, there were no essays due. Or, or did anything. it feel like going to camp, but it's the worst camp you've ever been to? It was the worst camp I've ever been to. Yeah. 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 I mean, but there was an element that felt like summer camp in a way. Mm. Uh, I, I guess so. I mean, the, the minimum, because it, it, all the, it was like a big room with a bunch of bunks. So right. A little bit like a film set or not really? Probably not. No, not at all like a film. No, did you ever have a dream that you like were f- free or something? And then you woke up and you're like, oh, I'm back. I don't remember. You know what I mean? They're like, you thought you remember were, or you, you woke up and you're like, that would have been you nice. didn't, you were disoriented and you're like, oh, I'm here. And on the flip side, have you had a dream in the recent years where you're back in prison and then you wake up and you think, oh, yes, I'm, I'm no, that, actually not. That hasn't prison. happened either, but. Mm-hmm. Did part of you miss it? Huh? No. No? <laughs> no. No, I definitely don't miss it. And 
did you while it was happening were you just counting the days until you couldn't wait to get out or what yeah were you xing out a I counter go back and you know direct a movie right no yeah. party you ever was in there you got the hang of it you're just like kind of laughing with your buddy and you stopped and looked at yourself you're like I, I, i'm kind of getting used to this i, I actually kind of don't mind it <laughs> was there was any, there, any or is moment, it constant anxiety moment. yeah was there any moment where you kind of felt like this is somewhat enjoyable no never is it Even constant you, anxiety go ahead well, even when you were laughing? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess moments. you know, you, you, moments. You, had, you had moments that were kind of fun. But, I mean, you know, you don't, you know, in the context of where you were, you just, you just, you know, there's, there's this de- depression. And, and right. uh, there's this whole, there's this whole, you know, um, it's interesting because other countries deal with prisoners differently. And the recidivism rate is much, much lower. Um, but it's very, very high in this country, and it's because of the way prisoners are treated. And um, if, but if you go to like a, a, a country like Sweden, or you know, or is it where where they actually, because generally speaking, and this goes back to what I was talking about before, which is that you know, eighty five percent of the guys there are have some sort of drug issue, whether they're drug dealers, drug users, you know, or they've committed a crime to get drugs or get money for drugs or so on and so forth. And generally speaking, if you're, if you're, if you're, and, and you know, I, I mean, as a movie director, part of my job is to study human behavior because you know I have to direct actors and I have to make um, characters in movies, you know, believable and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, so you, stu- you know, I've been studying psychology all my life. So, <clears throat> so when you study people in prison, what you find is when you know, generally speaking, people that have have substance abuse problems. Um, they, they generally it's because of low self-esteem issues, you know, um, something some sort of childhood trauma that created a low a low self-esteem where they have to compensate for that low self-esteem and and they self-medicate. Well, when you take away the drugs, um, you um, they you have to self-medicate somehow, and so when you and 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 my theory is, I mean. Is that is that part of you know if you if you look at someone and you say that guy's an asshole that's a form of self medication because what you're really saying is I'm better than him I'm not an asshole he is so it, that's what you're really saying so it's a form of self medication in that you're trying to build up your self esteem so in the prison system everyone is um, is at the lowest rung of society. And the problem is, is that the whole system is set up to make people feel like shit. Whereas, like you go, you go to um, to like a, co- a country like Sweden, where it's about building up your self esteem. <laughs> That's what their prison system is like. And as a result, there's there's ve- ve- I think recidivism is like at five percent in Sweden. It's ridiculous. Whereas here, it's like like you know seventy percent. So um, so. The, the whole system is set up wrong, but it's because it's this huge mega business. You know, there's a, and there's also uh, I found out what's what's interesting is that is that um, the the vendors give the prison system a kickback. They give they get a percentage of the sales of everything that's sold to the prisoners. Um, but the um, the flip side of that is that the prison system has to maintain eighty five percent 
capacity or they don't get the kickback. Mm. So they so the so the incentive is to keep the prisons full so that they get they don't lose a portion of their funding. Mm. And um and the, so so the whole system is set up such that we oppress people we, we and and we we want them in prison. Do you want to make a movie that calls attention to all this stuff? Well, I think it's more of a documentary. Yeah, or you know, have you ever thought about doing documentary? I, I've never stuff? done documentary. I've yeah. always just done feature films, but um but you know, it's just I, you know, I'm almost too close to it. Um, you know, because well, I but perhaps the uh, you know, a filmmaker who is close to it and would be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, justice, I, I, I at some point I will. I'm just I'm just too busy making other films yeah. that I want to make, but you know. Did you ever meet somebody who was innocent that you believed was innocent and given the statistic that there's a lot of people who confess to crimes and do time that weren't actually guilty of those crimes did you ever meet anybody like that i wouldn't say i met anybody that was particularly innocent but i would meet people that um that got incredibly severe punishment there was a guy in county who um, had been in county for years and years, and he was trying to get himself extradited um, to another state, to New Jersey. And he, he he spent years trying to do that, and as a result, he was stuck in county for years um, because he was arrested for um, uh, pot possession, which is now legal, and um, obviously, and and. Um, I just felt that to to spend years because you had a few joints on you was the most absurd thing I had ever heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. And and to have the guy's life ruined. He was a really nice guy. But he was also sort of lost in the legal system. Right. And you know, he thought the thing to do was to get extradited to his home state and um it just wasn't the thing to do. I think he could have been out of prison longer, but he just he didn't have the resources to hire an attorney. He didn't. He was just lost in the system. The other thing too is there were these things. These guys they called them rescues or whatever they. And what happened was they were homeless guys. And in Boston, especially where it gets really cold in the winter, these guys <coughs> would um, they'd take a rock and they'd break a, a window in a retail store, and they get a, and they'd wait for the police and they would ar- be arrested, and then they would and. And they would do this right before the weather started to get cold. And then they'd have a nice warm place to live for the winter. And what they would do is they would just keep getting extensions from their, for, their, uh, for their hearing. Because basically what was going to happen is the, the judge would go, okay, you know, broke a window, time served. You're out. And they didn't want to be out. So they kept getting extensions until they, um, until they actually um, – uh, you know, the weather started to get nice, and then they had their hearing, and they said, okay, time served, and back on the street. Well, you met guys like that? Yeah, there are a ton of them in county. Wow. Yeah. And they were, you know, they were just guys that, you know, they were like self-rescues or whatever you call it. They, they, they were just guys that, that, you know, needed a place to live with it that, that had heat, you know, and warmth. Did you ever meet anybody who said, well, I was charged for this, for murder, but I didn't do it? You ever say anybody say they didn't do it? Um, not to, not to the inmates, um, because first of all, uh, you'd be ridiculed if you know it's like 
I mean, it was all, it was a badge of honor if you actually did kill someone. So uh, okay, well, not so, that, but anybody say that they weren't guilty of the crime that they were. No, saying. I never met anyone that said, uh, "Oh, I'm here and I, I'm not guilty." Yeah. So it was mostly guys that just you know were 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 guilty. What are the kind of things you guys talked about besides movies? Um, did you talk about women. Uh, sure. You know, were there uh, women guards? I was going to ask. Uh, there were a couple. Yeah. Do they get hit on a lot or what? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there are. I'm sure there were cases. I know guys are talking about how, yeah, you, you know, I, I banged a whatever, you know, a guard. Yeah. Or really? A, yeah. Or a, you know, a, or a nurse, or you know, something. You know, when they went to the infirmary or whatever. Now, how do people masturbate in prison? Usually, the shower. Oh, in the shower. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Did you ever have to deal with cellmates doing that? No, no. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they knew better. <laughs> okay, right. That was oh, that was <laughs> people res- so people seem to be pretty respectful when it comes to yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So always wear shower shoes when you go to the shower. Well, sure. Next time you're in prison. Would you ever see semen on the floor and stuff? Or no, no, no. Because they they'd wash they wash it down. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. wash it down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. Anyway. So then, uh, how many movies did you make actually post? this experience uh la minute was the first one and yeah. panama is now the second one yeah okay so yeah. um and did you find it at all because now you had this as part of your history did anyone was there any apprehensions about you actually moving forward in the a little bit the fr- i mean my first movie out i had yeah. to make a go back and make a low budget movie which nowadays is you know four million dollars yeah. So I, I had to go make a four million dollar movie and, and and prove that because I was, and that movie did well well, it hasn't. It it didn't do that well in theaters, but it was a decent enough movie. I mean, it came out in theaters last August. Mm-hmm. And it's about to come out on digital platforms, so the the jury's still out on whether it's going to do well. But right. you know, it, it's a decent film. I, you know, Gabriel Byrne is a wonderful actor, mm-hmm. and Kiersey Clemens, who's the my lead actress. Um, you know, she's she's about to she's uh, you know be uh, a household name. I mean, she's coming out in the Flash and this is a new Zorro movie and yeah, the, yeah. And uh, and uh, that thing she did for Jason Blum, where she's the lead act, you know. So she's 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 good, and, and you know we had a great cast. Did you ever did you try reaching out to people you you know worked with in the past, and they were apprehensive about working with you because of what happened? People or? that that knew me mm-hmm. really well. Um, first of all, they were in shock that the whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they know me really well. They know I'm not like some hardened criminal. So uh, they, there was no apprehension in working together again. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, you know, um, and, you know, as far as, uh, so, I mean, you know, I was able to get a, a really good cast. Um, and it's just because, I mean, they look at my other movies and they see, you know, I've worked with Academy Award winners and so forth. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you know, I mean, it, you know, my time away did not take away from my abilities as a film director so mm-hmm. you know it's not like i got a lobotomy while wouldn't it would have uh, have been allowed for you to have a camera in prison with you yeah you can't do that you can't do that no, no. oh because they can't you can't show they want they don't want footage what, of that stuff no. what about like oh sorry go ahead. no go ahead what about direct a play in in prison um well, you hadn't worked in theater before right i'm not not a big theater person i mean i i love theater and i love going to theater but um i don't I'm not a theater director um, simply because I'm a control freak. And, um, you know, I would, you know, a, a theater director directs a play, you know, you spend a couple months rehearsing and getting everything right. And, you know, I've, then I've heard, 
you know, and then the play goes. And then, you know, I've heard directors, they come back a month later and they see the play and they go, wait, that's not what I directed. Because <laughs> right. the actors come out. So I just, I like the process of film because you, you shoot a scene and you keep shooting it until you get it right. And then when you're in the editing room, you, you get it exactly the way you want it and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And you just can't, and you have no one to blame but yourself, whether it's good or bad. As a self Proclaim control freak. Mm-hmm. Do you have any OCD tendencies or uh, and or any habits that you had to abandon once you were in prison? Um, wow, had that's let, a really had, good question. Had to let go of or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I I had to deal with like people that were messy and stuff. <laughs> so you're generally a pretty neat person. Generally speaking, but not all the time. Like my uh, desk sometimes has piles of Sure, but I mean, are you, did you just have to just let all that stuff go or any control freak type stuff go when you're in prison and just. You have to let everything go when yeah, you're in prison. Right. You just have to go fuck And it. was that hard to do? Um, at first, no, because you're in shock. And then all of a sudden, you know, when, when you start to get your senses again, it's like, you know. You, you know, you then you start to like neaten up your cell or something. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, you start to try and organize. You know, everyone wants to be, there, there, you know, there's so much chaos in the world and there's so uncertain, so much uncertainty and everything is constantly in flux that, you know, the way you, the way the normal people deal with that is they try and make things orderly. It's, it's, it's what you do as a, you know, as, as a human being, it's human nature. So, so you, um, you know, so. Uh, yeah, do you so. have any, OCD type habits, you know, cleanliness not, type not, stuff, or not, germs and stuff like no, that. No, no, no. I'm not, not OCD like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not really OCD, but I'm just right. like, you know, I'm guilty of like being a Virgo. Perfectionist or something. Yeah. A, Vir- a Virgo, you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and are no, you a Virgo? I am. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but you, I mean, as a filmmaker, you just, you learn to just try and get things as perfect as you possibly can. But at some point, you just have to say, okay, that's perfect enough. As a film person, did the prison experience sort of at all parallel stuff you'd seen in the movies? And did you feel like you were in a movie at a certain point? Mm, I wish I were, but no. Um, but there are some films that I watch now about prison, like like Escape at Danamora. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, it's on whatever. Is it a doctor? Is it a... No, it's the Ben Stiller, uh, like like uh, limited miniseries. Mm. Um, it's on right now. It's streaming now, mm. and uh, um, it's Benicio del Toro, and you know, mm. uh, in fact, it just won a Golden Globe. Um, what's what's her name? Uh, the female lead. Um, but um, that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know the, the facilities I, I were I was in were, were not like that, but I can I they they got a lot of the stuff. Right, um, so yeah, you know, but but then there are some other you know prison things like you know like uh, um, whatever uh, was it the longest yard or something? Mm, yeah, so, so that's just silly. Uh huh. So, well, look, we should wrap it up. But you're back into making movies, and what would you like to mention? People, what should people check out? Well, know? check out LA Minute when it comes yeah. out in. Uh, well, I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it'll be it'll be streaming and on DVD. Uh, you know. Uh, in March of um, you know this year, 20, okay. 2019. Yeah. And then I'm doing another movie. I really can't talk about who the lead actor is yet, oh, but it, there'll, there'll be an announcement uh, you know, in the trades at some point. Oh, really? But, yeah. 
but um, you know he's a he's a big star. And uh, this is the this is the action movie. This is the action movie. It's called yeah. Panama, yeah. and it's set in 1989 and oh, wow. during the Panamanian Panamanian invasion, mm-hmm. and it's relevant today, I think, because it's the uh, a, it's a very overt example of of a country, uh, the um, i.e. the United States interfering in the election of another country i.e. Panama hmm. and uh, and then when when we uh, we we couldn't manipulate the election the way we wanted to um, we uh, we ended up invading the country hmm. and so it's so it's it's got relevance today and it's but it's an action film and um, you, you can't give us a little hint of who the uh, star might be uh, I'd love to but yeah. then you know um, the, the publicists will get really mad yeah. because uh, because then, you know, when we actually do the press release, it'll be like, you know, well, that was already announced. Yeah, 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 yeah. On point of question. Can you give us like an age, age range? I, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's in his 30s. So, okay, yeah. okay, cool. And you wrote you wrote Panama? I did, yeah, I wrote it and nice. kind of direct it. You wrote some of it in prison? No, not in prison. No, no, this was after. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Did you write some of the L.A. Minute in uh, prison? No, L.A. Minute. Ratso and I wrote uh, 20 some odd years ago. Oh wow! Okay, and then we, right, right. and it was called a New York Minute. And then we, we and there was um, that wasn't there um, a, an Olsen twins movie called New York? Oh yeah, was there? I think so. Yeah. Oh well, they stole it from us. Yeah. Or no, we maybe we stole. It. I don't know. I don't remember. But no, we we changed it to L.A. because it was more relevant, and mm-hmm. and uh, and so it was called an L.A. Minute. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, check check it out. It's Gabriel Byrne, Kiersey Clemens, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then next year, uh, watch Panama with. Uh, oh, so you expect it to be out in twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll be we'll be wrapped by the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. How long is the shoot going to be? Eight weeks. Oh wow. Okay. Eight weeks wow. in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Are you pumped for that or what? Yeah. You know, I'm always. Pumped. Have you ever I mean, shot out? Yeah, I shot a movie in Europe uh, once. I shot. You know. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, you, the the good thing about being film director is you go, yeah. You know, I want to go to Japan this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, let's find a script that you know is where I can shoot in Japan. Have you ever had another job in the last thirty years besides? No, uh, I've just been directing yeah. movies. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's yeah, wow. And um, is it really in foreign sales that is really where the money is? Basically? Yeah, sixty yeah. percent of all, of all income from movies, or at least, comes from overseas. Yeah. So you know, you want to. And what percentage is non-theatrical? Uh, gross or whatever is that a big that's a big market though right is the home yeah is the, oh, it's is, hu- is the streaming it's or video you know i mean they're not really doing dvds anymore but i mean like that kind of stuff right? yeah yeah the uh video on demand yeah is the on demand is a is a big uh income stream for movies yeah. now and then and what then, percentage do you say is that kind of stuff you think at this point uh well it depends uh you know domestic income is probably 30 to 40 percent of a, of a of the income from a movie and of that 30 to 40 percent Probably half of it is is uh, is on demand. A lot of the films do better in the sort of home market than in theaters, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And there's mm-hmm. there's a whole. I mean, there, now there are so many different um, strategies for marketing a movie and for distributing a movie. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because like the like companies like Netflix and Hulu, they're 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 realizing that a theatrical motion picture is important. So what they do is. You know, they release something in theaters right. before it's released on Netflix or simultaneously. Yeah, it's called day and date. You know, where they where they d- release it in theaters and streaming yeah, at the same yeah, time. I've seen that lately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there are all kinds of different you know models now as to you know, um, but you know, but again, I'm not a producer anymore. So sure, sure. <laughs> 
Do you think you ever will be? No, never again. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, do, I do produce. I mean, there's always overlap. Sure, of course, you know? yeah. I mean, I, you know, just, just in casting, as a director, you cast have to cast the lead and, and the other all the other roles, and you have to have uh, the producers have to have a say in especially the lead because it's it, it determines the value of the film. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, you know, I'm acting as a producer by figuring out right. who I'm going to cast and so on and so forth. So. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks very much for uh, talking about yeah, um, you're welcome, you know your experience in both the film world and in the sort of behind bars world too. Yeah. Well. Oh, any, can any I just time. hit one last thing? Oh, sure. Sure. You feel like, like after getting out, like there's any more like you have like a little extra like I don't know how you say like a little more like credit or something or like street cred? Kinda. <laughs> or like, do you feel sexy or something? Uh, I don't know. Do I look sexy? Kind of. <laughs> well, cer- I mean, certainly you, if you lost a hundred pounds, I mean, certainly there's that aspect. But yeah. I'm definitely sexier now, I think, but, or know, do people but that's treat just you. my own opinion. Or do people, people like treat you anymore? Like you're kind of cooler or something or, or I, worse I, or something? I, I don't wish. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, um, I, I, I would rather have not had the experience and, uh, and and you know just I would have given up the street cred. Yeah. But um, you know I mean you know it's just you know just you got to take life as it comes you know so. Uh, but uh, you know it's it's an experience I had that changed my life. Um, you know like I did you know the last two movies before I uh, before I I uh, had my little vacation was um, they were nice family oriented romantic comedies. And I can't see myself, after having that experience that I had, I can't see myself making a romantic comedy anymore. I just can't. Mm. I mean, maybe someday. And maybe I'll mellow. But uh, but right now, it's like just not important enough. I need right. to do something more important. So mm. That's good. All right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, thanks very much. Sure, of course. Yeah, anytime. thanks a lot, Dan. Sure. Our guest has been Daniel Adams. Look for his film, L.A. Minute coming out in March of 2019, and Panama in 2020. Thank you to Donnie Devonian for being here. Our engineer is Emma Erdbrink. If you like the show, you can find it on iTunes. You can rate and review it. You can also listen to the show on SoundCloud, and you can also find us on Facebook as well, or find more information on allthingscomedy.com. My name is Brent Weinbach. The name of the program is Pointed Questions. Thank you for listening.